0: Look what you made me do. Look what I made for you. His name is Old Man, Old Man Way. I live by A girl. I die by the foot. Old Man, Old
1: Man Way, Old Man. I'm about to do something terrible. Old Man, Old Man Way, Old Man. Old, Oh! old man, Old Man Nope, not doing this. We're not doing this.
0: Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Point Old Man. Old Man. Welcome to the Old Man Way Show. I am your host, the God of Stub the Lord of Laughter, Old Man Way, and I'm sitting here with the Superior Superwalk hobby and the Uncanny Brandon Orton, gentlemen. How
1: y'all doing?
2: That's good. good. I like that.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yo, we chilling out here, bro. It's cold. It's cold in Boston. Like, it's,
0: yeah, it's it's like angry. It's like, yeah, it's like Bobby in Drake Boston. woke up. Yeah, Bobby Drake woke up and his nuts were like, yo, right.
1: <laughs> F- Like, I don't know if you've ever ever been to Chicago in the winter. Like, Chicago has a cold that gets into your bones. Like, and like I was born and raised in Boston, so I can deal with the cold. When I went to Chicago, it wasn't even, like, dead in the winter. I'm like, yo, this is a different type of cold. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if it's, like, global warming or or climate change, but I felt that cold this past week, and I'm like, damn, this is crazy. Y'all
2: got Boston bones. Imagine... That it was nine degrees in Dallas, Texas. Last yeah, that's week. crazy. It was that nine degrees. What? what? Yes, it was nine degrees in Dallas, Texas last week. Like two days before that, it was sixty six. So you went from sixty six to nine degrees in two days, and snowing.
1: So what's like? Do you consider that like a state of emergency? Like the whole state shuts down? Like
2: <laughs> uh, the people act like it. <laughs> no, it's crazy. People act like it.
1: Wait, 66 degrees to 9 degrees in a, like a one-day swing.
2: Yes. Two days later. It was two days.
1: That's nuts. I think we're in a polar vortex or something like that, right? I that's what it was. Yeah. So that's why everywhere is just way colder than it usually is right now. And those like
2: today is 37, which is kind of cool for Dallas. But at the end of the week, it's going to be 65.
1: I mean, 37 so. is, is, is close to black ice territory like that's i think about texas i don't think about like y'all been y'all been dealing with some serious yeah because texas don't
2: have trucks
1: and i mean they have some now but like two years ago when we had that freeze we
2: had no trucks no salt no snow snow removal none of that (laughs) yo i have mom i had an ex that went to cop in state
0: and she's from boston so um, talking to her one day, she had called me in the middle of the day. I'm like, "Yo, shouldn't you be in school?" She goes, "Yeah," and she was like, "Nah, class was canceled." I'm like, "Oh, like, word, everything good?" She goes, "Yeah." Um, there was there's ice on the roads. I'm like, "Okay, well, why are you why are you not in class?" <laughs> she was like, "Cause there's ice on the road," and she was like, "They're just not like, like where I'm so used to it, but there was like they're not like Baltimore isn't
2: used." to like this kind of that kind of weather no that ain't true it's just that coppin is cheap as hell and it's in the hood <laughs> coppin is literally in the hood we call it university of
1: north avenue
2: that's fucking funny
1: <laughs> you know you know what I, I i want people to stop doing right like when you see like atlanta or dallas dealing with like a, what, what we consider a little bit of snow right and yeah. then we clown them. We go like, oh, like you guys are whack because you can't deal with one inch of snow, blah, 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 blah. Like they don't have the infrastructure for it. You know what I mean? Like if we, like New England, we're kind of different. We get like every type of weather. But if we had like two weeks of 105 degree weather and people are like dropping down, passing out, and dying and stuff like that, like same thing with people from Texas, like, like or, we had, or 20,
2: we had 26 straight days of over 100 degrees this summer.
1: That is yeah. crazy. But yeah. I mean, every building. I'm resu- I'm assuming every building in Texas has like the coldest AC. Well, you got to. you, yeah, can't you survive I and mean?
2: 107 with no mm-hmm. AC over and over.
1: Like a bunch of us here, a bunch of us here in the Northeast, we got ACs that we just put up in the windows in the summer. You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> you know, summer, every
0: my, my AC is still in the, in the in the in the um thing. We got me and Maria. We got that project heat. It's freaking
1: annoying. You guys definitely don't live in the projects. You you live in what might have used to be the projects, but I, are are there projects where you live, rich no, man, absolutely. rich man, wait, rich man, rich? They man. made a joke
2: on American Fiction, which y'all both should go see. But that took place in Boston, and the Jeffrey Wright was like, "Oh, y'all just because they were basically saying he write he an author, and they were basically saying he write books that aren't black enough." It was like yeah, what the conversation he was having. And then the guy, and he, Jeffrey Wright made a joke. He was like, "Oh, you want me to write a book like I'm a struggling guy in Dorchester?" And then the guy who wrote the the guy his um his agent was like, uh, "Dorchester's been kind of like uh, gentrified. It's not really that black and struggling no more."
1: <laughs> yeah, well, Dorchester is definitely black, but it's definitely gentrified. It's crazy. You see, it's like it's still the hood because Boston's so small. So Dorchester is definitely still part of the hood you know yeah. but then you will see like a random like white lady jogging and you're like you know what
0: <laughs> yeah motherfucker still get shot and do- she'll still get shot in on uh, Fields Corner let's not get it twisted you know what I mean
1: yeah true but my, my mom lives near Fields Corner she bought her house for like well whatever she bought her house for a lot less than it's worth right now like so
2: years and years ago yeah,
1: yeah. I don't want to put the number out there but it's Over crazy
2: 9,000
1: yeah, exactly. All
0: uh, right. So we it's been a while since we recorded. I got sick last week. I went on um vac- I went on vacation, went to um one of my best one of my closest friends, Jelani. He um had got married. And if y'all don't know, Jelani is a rapper, goes by Battle Axe, he's got a, more than a few albums out now. He actually does the intro for the old man wade show. So shout out to him and his um, lovely bride. It was a fantastic um event. And you know what's good like getting 100 people in a wedding alone is dope getting over 100 people to go to a destination wedding that really tells you the type of person that they type of people that they are excuse me but anyway Mm -hmm. um since we haven't recorded in a while we decided uh brandon had the idea like yo we need to do our awards we need to like talk about all like our favorite things of the year and like our favorite comic book moments and things like that so brandon put together a list but before we get into the list, I do want to ask all of you, Javi. I'll let you go first. What are you looking forward to in 2024 comic book-wise?
1: So you want me to go first? Yes. All right. So one, so it's very Marvel heavy. Like I I read I read ninety nine percent of what I read was Marvel. So which will be reflected in my my general award showing, right? So whatever. Judge all you want whatever um so this will be another marvel dominant part of this list so first will be the dominion um we've been we've been teased with this being for a while um ever since fall of x and i think it's even before fall of x um sins of sinister yes actually um we first got wind of the dominion and if it is what I think it is, it's going to be one of the biggest big bads, and it's one of the thing one of the things that makes me think that Marvel is going to merge a lot of these events, Gods, Fall of X, all that into like one giant summer event, and I think the Dominion is going to play a big part in that. So, it ever since um, the Age of Krakoa started, when we saw Moira uh, travel into the future and die, and come back in the past, whatever, it's a long story. Um, one of the major threats that she saw was that eventually humans and mutants will be su- superseded by uh, AI, um, you know, which is the end game, essentially. So it looks like Sinister, one of its clones, or original Sinister, Essex, whatever, I don't know who did it, we don't know yet, right? Um, tried to become that being before the AI can control everything. And that's what the Dominion is. It's super powerful. Like it's even, you know, in the white hot room doing whatever it wants, which is crazy if you know anything about the cosmic Marvel universe. So I'm excited to see that. Um, uh, Also gods, I was actually gonna put gods as my most disappointing um, um, comic book, but that's until the last issue. The last issue really started to make it look interesting. And now I'm kind of excited to see um what happens in the future, especially now that we have Oblivion, which um another powerful cosmic being that some people say is even more powerful than the one above all who will be here after the one above all dies. So that's gonna be crazy. If you if you if you read the last issue of gods, like if you haven't, please read it. Dominion flexes, it's crazy. Uh, not Dominion sorry um, Oblivion flexes Oblivion always flexes you rarely see this character just because how powerful he is so when they pull him out you know something crazy is going to happen well they them out because I don't think it's gendered and then um, more Marvel Spotlight um, I really liked Echo and um, Marvel Spotlight according to Kevin Feige is going to be more um, self-contained stories in the MCU um, concentrating more on characters. I think um, Werewolf by Midnight was also another Marvel Spotlight, um, show which was great. Uh, it gives them a lot of flexibility, and you know, it, it's it's. I think it's it's injecting a little bit more life into, into the MCU, um, and that's exactly what it needs.
2: I can't wait till we talk about Echo in another episode. I have thoughts?
0: Uh, uh yeah, we'll uh, we'll do that next week. Um, yeah, definitely. So we, I'm pretty sure we all have things to say. Uh, Brandon, do you have your, what you're looking
2: forward to? Yeah, mine is quite simple. Uh, I'm ready for X-Men in the MCU. So X-Men 97 is the first thing we're going to get this season. I mean, this year, which is a continuation on uh, X-Men the animated series, which I'm absolutely looking forward to. And then Deadpool 3, which also is going to, I'm pretty sure going to bring some mutants into the MCU. Uh, uh, which comes out in July. So uh, I think this is the beginning of X-Men. And I, there was a there's a comic book sh- podcast that I do like, and they were talking about, and the title of the episode was like, uh, y'all hate everything or something like that.
1: <laughs> and,
2: and it was basically going through like, y'all saying Star Wars is the worst. Now Marvel stuff is the worst. And this is the worst. And that's what everything can't be the worst. But everything is y'all act like everything is. That's basically what the whole episode was just talking about. People complaining about everything, and it was like, yeah, some things aren't as good as others. There's been some mistakes, but like, it's not everything is not bad. And if you say everything is bad, you're just saying everything is bad because that's what gets the most clicks. And they played a, they played a, a clip from like some Gate podcast. Uh, in the on the Gate podcast, the guy, the girl was like, uh, you know, I really hate. That I can't talk about the stuff that I like because when I talk about the stuff that I like, it doesn't get any clicks. But when we talk about Captain Marvel or this or that, it goes viral. So that's all we talk about. And they basically just gave the game away like right on their shelves just gave the game away. It's like, yeah, I can't complain about Captain Marvel all day and my show goes viral. When I talk about the comic books that I actually like and enjoy, and no one wants to listen to it. Which means they're not listening for you. They're listening because you're giving them what they want to hear that makes them feel good about their whatever they problem they got with women or people of color or anything else of that nature. And so um uh, I say that to say the one thing that I think might get everyone out of this I hate everything is mutants. Uh, because I think everyone, even the terrible people, want to see mutants. Uh, yeah,
0: I, I hope so. I actually have a little bit of a rant on that in um in one of the sections that we talked about that. Because I agree, it, it, it's getting very frustrating listening to people just, like, everything is a complaint. And I was actually having a conversation with Valkyrie about our show. And I was like, we could easily do a show. And all we do is just talk about everything we hate and then lie about the stuff that we hate and become the comic book version of Fresh and Fit. But that's not what we do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, more than like, we don't we will not we don't sugarcoat stuff. We don't like something right. like, oh, we didn't like it. But I refuse to be like those. What are they? What are they called? Red pill dudes. Is that what they are?
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Yep.
0: I refuse to be one of those red pill dudes. Like, we could. Let me tell you
1: the problem with women today.
0: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: that's exactly uh, what it
1: is. Hey, yo, that Brandon, is... I'm I'm sorry to burst your bubble, bro. I love you, dog, but yo, people are gonna complain about the X Men. They are. They absolutely. They absolutely gonna be, absolutely gonna be are. too woke. Beast isn't gonna be blue enough. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yo, yeah, why is Beast only Horizon blue? Yeah, like you know what I mean. Wolverine's gonna be like I don't know too woke. Why did he, why did he growl so much? Yeah, why did he grind on Thor's leg? I don't like
0: it. <laughs> People had a hissy fit when they when um when Deadpool came out as pansexual. I'm like, if y'all are shocked by that, y'all have yeah. never read a Deadpool comic in your life. No facts.
1: <laughs> Like 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 um the Marvels was an objectively No,
0: no, don't don't, forget, because I'm I'm, going to get on that. I'm going to get on that, too. So So for me, the most exciting, the one thing I'm looking forward to more than anything else is easily the, I'm not going to say easily, because I changed it about eight times, but Jason Aaron taking over as Ninja Turtles is the most exciting thing I'm looking forward to. Uh, Initially, it was Wolverine and whether or not he's going to die, but I want to talk about that on a future episode. But I'm going to go with Jason Aaron taking over, um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, because I think this is, we're in that era where a lot of writers are getting like their dream job, because most of them are around our age or a little bit older, so they grew up watching Ninja Turtles, they grew up reading Ninja Turtles, um, just like, and shout out to Brandon for putting me and Javi on to the Energon universe, and I'm loving it so much because I'm seeing a more adult versions of these cartoons that I used to watch. And it's super dope because everybody who's been writing this understands the exi- the assignment. Reading Cobra Commander, Cobra Commander, God, I don't, please don't ever let me live that down. Um, Cobra Commander, <laughs> and they was like Cobra, la 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 la. I busted out laughing. I was like, "This is like, yep." He understood the assignment, and it's little things like that that make me happy. Make me happy excuse me. And I think Jason Aaron is really going to bring a lot of flavor and adult adultness I don't even know if that's a word Chase,
2: uh, huh Jason Aaron I can tell you this that since I just started it but I'm like 10 episode I started from like 28 episode tw- episodes 20 like 25 issues back so I just wanted to get a 25 issue head start and I'm like seven or eight into that yeah. so two years of Turtles Jason Aaron has his work cut out for him this turtle's book right now is incredible, incredible. So as great as Jason Aaron is, he's got his he's got to live up to the standard. He's not going to bring the standard. He's got to meet that standard.
0: That's dope. That, that makes me book even,
2: that makes me even more
0: excited because it, after yeah. you talked about it last week, um, after you talked about it last week, I went and did a little research on like, what people were saying about it. And people are talking about how, like, this could be, like, one of the best Ninja Turtle runs of all time. Oh, and, sure. that made, yeah. and that made me happy. So I was like, all right, cool. So, like, we're, we're back at it. But it's funny I say back at it, but the Ninja Turtles have always been popular, and I didn't realize this, and my wife was like, it makes sense. But the Ninja Turtles, as a franchise, has made more money than the Avengers. And it makes I mean,
1: sense. It, yeah, it makes sense to me. Yeah. They've been around longer. Sense. Really? they've
0: been around longer it's not just and it's more than just the movies it's the cartoons it's the merchandise and all this other stuff so it makes a lot of sense but
1: like they've often, been a they've been like a mass consumer like just success story since the 80s like yep. like marvel was bankrupt for much of that time right like early 90s and teenage, Mut- Mut- ninja, teenage mutant ninja turtles have always been successful like i can't mm-hmm. think of anything that they've done that hasn't been like it, it it's it's varying levels of quality early on but it's yep. always been successful the, um,
0: the movie they did on netflix mm-hmm. the uh, like with the new turtles i had not seen anything from that particular show mm-hmm. but i sat back and i went i was like you know what i gotta read it watch this for research and it was incredible like not knowing anything about that show They did such a good job on this movie. In less than an hour and a half, you didn't need to know the dynamic of the turtles. They explained everything perfectly and Mm -hmm. made it easy to follow the entire story along. And that's the mark of a a really good franchise when Mm -hmm. you don't need to explain who these things are. It's like with uh, Spider-Man. A lot of people, me included, were happy. It's like, yo, I don't need to see Uncle Ben die again. We get it. It's like you know what I mean. So, when once you know the story, you don't need to do that. And I'm hoping that with Superman, like we don't need to see him fall from Krypton, we already know what happened. Let's just get right into faster than the speeding bullet. You know what I mean? Agreed. All right. So, next up on our list, first up on our list, excuse me, we have best ongoing series. Javi, what was your favorite ongoing series?
1: Yeah, um, it was hard, so much good stuff. Like there was so much good stuff coming out of 2023, which was a year that was a blur to me, to be honest with you. Um so I just had to pick the one that I enjoyed personally the most. Um and Doctor Strange hasn't missed all year.
0: That was uh um, Jed McKay, right?
1: Jed McKay and Amy Chu. Um just just like what they're doing with the character after the death of doctor strange we he's been gone he was gone for a while he came back and he just flexed one of my favorite stories coming out of that um actually and they're kind of like they they're 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 kind of going back into his past right and kind of uh closing a lot of like on finished stories think because dr strange there's a lot of things that happens to dr strange and you kind of like you use just he uses just magic or the vashanti or whatever just kind of like erases it and he's back to square one right without any real consequences but a lot of those consequences are coming back one of them is um i don't know if you remember um the vashanti once used dr strange to fight in a thousand year war and we didn't really know we we didn't really we weren't aware of what happened at that time he just came back he fought the war and like they erased that memory well um it happened and the doctor strange i fought that war came back and just made a mess of everything and it gave doc- it, it gave us an opportunity to see doctor strange just totally at, at a power level we would never seen before like he's just been flexing um his 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 romance his his uh i'm, for- I'm forgetting her name bro um clea. yes clea uh, that romance is awesome. Um, she's clearly evil, right? But she has a heart. Um, and I just, I just love it. I just love the story. I love the family dynamic. I love the the, the artwork. Like it doesn't miss, bro. Like it's 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 just great. Read Doctor Strange, please. If you miss, like, it's one of the best comic books out right now. Uh,
2: Brandon, what was yours? Uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, yeah. uh, from Boom Studios. Uh, they. This is a franchise I haven't thought about in years and years and years. And they brought it back because there have been many iterations of Power Rangers. And I'm sure there's a lot of Power Ranger fans out there. But nothing has hit mainstream like the 90s Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. They're still the Power Rangers to many, many people. And so seeing them come back has gotten me back. But throughout the series, they've integrated other types of Rangers, new Rangers, things like that. And you start to learn those characters. And... Now we're at a point where they're telling unbelievable stories. People that you would not expect to become Rangers have become Rangers, uh, that you remember from the original show. Really? And the story, the show, the, the story just keeps going and getting bigger. And the world is now opened up a Power Ranger multiverse, and it's like this big universe of Ranger stuff that uh quite frankly it has brought me back to my childhood. So I've really enjoyed that greatly. Mm-hmm.
0: Love it, you and you've been you've been um, on that for a little bit, not even for
1: a little bit, for a while. So the M- Boom Studio, Boom Studios, doesn't miss. ID like these these non big three studios. IDW. This is this is the second, um, from both 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 of you guys that came from IDW and Boom in this list, and I can't I can't agree. More, especially with the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I will say this, old man, you're showing your age, and I'm older than you. What I do? Oh, so, Not old man. Sorry, Brandon. Ugh. You're showing your age, and I'm old. See, I'm old. I can't. I can't keep track of things. So, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the OGs, definitely. You know, you know what what I think about in my childhood, right? But there were so many Power Ranger franchises that like made billions and billions of dollars, super successful, and were actually really good. Like you know, space defense force and all this other stuff. Yeah, all these but other, they you know,
2: never mainstream big. Oh, they. I mean, uh, you know, how I know that because when they remade the movie, what they do, the Mighty well, they, Morphin Power Rangers.
1: You're right. You're right. But none of the kid, none of the kids that were that that were young enough to you know watch Power Rangers at that time. We're even alive with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was a thing. So, but I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But I, I'm, a, I'm a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers fan, and I actually like a lot of the other franchises. So I'm a little biased. So,
0: so for me, I'm biased. going, and it's funny. You, you both of you guys went with like you know, kind of like obs- not obscure, but like combo characters that weren't like part of like the the big, like you know, big name ones. And it's funny considering what my pick is. is I'm going. Against my personal feelings, even though I love this comic book, Batman, Superman, World's Finest, I picked it up late last year and just ran right through it. Like I've, it's so fun. It's it's Dick Grayson, it, Dick Grayson as Robin when he's really young. Like it's so he's so young, he's going on a date with Kara. Uh, he's still got like his super. Like they're explaining like his um love for Superman as a hero. Batman super jealous about it. It's kind of funny. Uh, it's, just, it's really well written. It's super fun. It's actually it's really smart too. So you're not getting these like stupid like <sighs> like you know that like sometimes like you read something it's like it's too inside. You know what I mean for a book to be good. This was, Mm -hmm. it's perfect. It's, it's really fun. It's really, again, smart. I know I said it like three times, but, uh, Mark Wade did a really good job writing this. And because it's not necessarily in, I don't know if it's in the same universe or not, but because it's not happening in the current time, it makes it that much more enjoyable because they're telling new stories or they're telling old stories, but they're telling them for a more modernized, uh, group of people, uh, it's funny. The art's dope. I got to see the birth of Magog or Magog or whatever his name is. So I highly recommend that. So I'm going to start off the next section with best miniseries. I'm going with, if I'm only going to pick one, I'll am nah, I'm 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 go with two. Uncanny Avengers and Predator. Predator series is is exactly what you'd want from a Predator comic book. You're finding out that the Predators apparently have, like, traveled through time to capture people, to bring them to their, like, planet for, like, killing. There's this new character. Her name is Thaka or something like that. I can't remember her actual name. I'll look it up. But she's a new character whose family and all the people who were there were killed by Predators. So now now she has, like, a blood feud with them and she's trying to kill She's already killed the one who killed her family, but now she's not stopping. She's like, nope, all y'all got to go. Everybody, every predator. Uh, Her name is actually Theta, T-H-E-T-A. I'm going to go with um, Uncanny X-Men. It's also because, you know, Jerry Duggan's my guy. You guys know it. Uh, For for people who don't know, Jerry Duggan's one of my favorite writers. Um, And he's been doing a bang-up job with the X-Men universe. And it was funny as hell watching... Uh, Monet St. Croix as an Avenger because she totally does not fit with that team at all. <laughs> so that, that was, those are my picks. What do you, uh, Brandon, what do you got for yours?
2: Uh, I got the Human Target. Uh, a character that i had never heard of ever before this book, but Tom King was writing it. And whenever Tom King writes an obscure character, it's been excellent. And so I was like, oh, he's writing another obscure character. Let me check this out. And this book is basically the human target impersonates people. And Zach Lex Luther hired him to impersonate him because he thought somebody was trying to kill him. Somebody was trying to kill him and they poisoned him. And now they're trying to figure out who was actually trying to kill Lex so that they could try to stop whatever's happening to him. Right. And so they basically go day de- each up each issue is a day because he's only got like two weeks to live uh each uh whatever it is 10 days to live so each issue is a day of trying to figure out what the hell's happened and you see violence you see love you see anger you see cunningness it's like every emotion is throughout this book it was excellent
0: that cover art was fantastic too i actually um it's funny because after you talked about it on your recommendation i bought it and just never actually finished reading so i have it all i just haven't actually sat down and read it uh javi what's yours
1: Alright, hold on. I was trying to do something here. Uh, ultimate Invasion. Um, like funny. You oh, made yeah. me change mine. You made me change yep.
0: mine. <laughs> that was a
1: um, Like, just this scene in particular. Uh, um, the scene in which the first issue made me fall in love, right? Because you know I love the maker. I love a good villain. And sometimes I like when the villain wins. Right? Like, you Ooh. know, I'm not sure. You know, he... You know, I don't know the way it ended, I don't even know if you can say he lost. But um the maker was able to bring back the ultimate universe, which mm-hmm. is responsible for a lot of the feelings that a lot of the the mood um um that we get from the MCU, Miles Morales, right? A lot of dope storylines. Oh, real quick, I just want to say
0: that I thought it was really cool that the maker gave Miles a chance to go back to his home reality. I yeah, that, I thought that was super dope for him. It, I know you know there was some something behind it or whatever, but it was still kind of a cool moment, even if you knew he was gonna um play him at the end of it. But anyway, sorry, I just want to get that out.
1: Yep. Um, and you just see the thing. I Also, I think thing I like about the maker is that it's kind of showing Mister Fantastic, right? All that genius that Mister Fantastic has with no limiters. Mm-hmm. And it makes him an even it makes him smarter. It makes him more of a genius. It makes his his plans even more successful because he doesn't have to worry about family. Um, which is actually pretty interesting when you brought up the Miles Morales thing. I was gonna bring that up, kind of like that's the connection. I think that's kind of the spirit of Mr. Fantastic that still exists in him. He's still evil, he still wants to do it for probably an effed up reason, but Miles Morales is his family because they come from the same universe and he understood yeah. that, right? Um, and also, uh, I think the what's most important about this series is what's coming after. The most recent that uh, um, uh, a lot of people are talking about the Spider-Man issue that that exists in this new Ultimate Universe that the Maker made. Um, it's an opportunity for Marvel to really kind of do different things with these characters, right? Again, something that I think is much needed. Um, new stories, different takes, um, and it's written by. Uh, Who's doing this? Hick, not Hickman. Who's doing this? It's Hickman. It's Hickman. Yes. So Hickman. Uh, exactly. So it's being written by Hickman, one of the best world builders in the world, and they're building a new world. So what's there to complain about?
0: I remember when I fr- when I first started that, I immediately hit y'all up like, y'all are gonna love this issue when we get when you guys get to the and I couldn't tell you that it was because of the cabal, but when they got to the cabal, I was like, yo, this is super dope, and I'm mm-hmm. I was like I was like I was like I know, pop and Brandon are gonna really dig that. Uh, next up, next category, we have Best
2: Non-Big Two Book. Brandon, what do you got? Uh, Void Rivals. Uh, I really enjoyed Void Rivals. Image, so, I always want to try out new books on Image. And you never you never know, because sometimes they'll be good and then they just stop it. Right? So, like, it's kind of hard with Image to get on board with something. But, I saw the cover of this book and I was just like, "Oh, this looks interesting." Uh and this uh there's a there's a category later that talks about this, but there's a uh, at the end of the book, you basically get a cameo and I was just completely blown away cuz I had, I had not been keeping up with the news, so I didn't know this was going to happen. And I was just like, "What? What am I reading? Like what happened here?" And then I kept reading the book, and the cameos went away, but the story grabbed me, and now I'm into the story. And I and and it's an allegory. It's kind of it's in the universe with the Transformers now, but the story itself is kind of like an Autobot Decepticon uh, allegory to an yeah. extent uh, of how the people look once they found out how each other looks when they never seen each other before. Like it's very fascinating. And now they're telling this story that's got me invested in the characters. Yeah. Uh, not just the surprises. So I look forward to Void Rivals coming out uh every 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 three weeks, every three or four weeks. Uh Hobby, what's yours?
1: So my so my 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 selection for not big two is actually gonna be a manga. So it's def like it's definitely not the big two here, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um and my, my video pause for some reason. That's weird um whatever super distracting uh i'm going with Naruto two blue vortex um so i know both of you guys probably don't know what that is at all um it's the sequel to the naruto series it involves his son um if anybody knows anything about naruto that that that, that manga is going on for 20 plus years um it's it's a shonen manga, which means you have the character that's constantly increasing their power levels. Um, it could get a little tedious sometimes if it's not done well. But what they did with this new series is that they kind of I don't know how they did it. But they they made it even more interesting, like the character development. Everything was it was never affected by the tedium that you usually get from these Shonen Jump um, books. And the way they do that is by kind of like like ignoring some of the 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 normal tropes, right? A lot of these characters are coming super powerful from the beginning, right? So you don't have to worry about this power creep that constantly you see in these mangas, and it can concentrate more on the story. Um, and I'm excited to see where the son of Naruto, um, you know, a a nerd, a character that's going to be on a lot of nerds uh, Mount Rushmore, see what his son and his legacy is up to and what, what, what's going to happen uh, moving forward.
0: So for me, I'm going with Something something is Killing the Children. Uh, again, shout out to Brandon, was letting me know that this writer who used to do Batman for a little while, James Tenyon, was writing a book called The Deviant. And I picked up, and he was like, oh, he's also writing this other book called Something is Killing the Children. And he was like, oh, I want to get into it. And I was like, I, I got time. It's it's free on Comixology. I went and grab it. And I couldn't put it down. I ran through the entire. I got up to date on the comic book in less than a month. I was like, "This is this is absolutely amazing." It's a comic book about what monsters are, how they're created, the people who people who are charged with stopping them, the like what they have to do, and and how it gets really discussed. And I think that the main character, Erica Slaughter. I truly believe that she's going to end up becoming one of the greatest comic book characters of all time. She's ruthless. Not ruthless. Let me say that. She's cunning. She knows how to fight. She has a really tragic backstory, which I, which everybody loves. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got a kind heart despite all of our stuff going on. And in the very last issue, we see her just like lose again. and and I don't want to spoil anything because I really do believe that people should go read this particular title but the point of her doing something was taken away from her and it was it is causing her like even more pain so now she may have to go do something that she never wanted to do and it's it's an absolutely fantastic series it's I honestly think it I almost picked it as my comic book of the year, but I was trying to make sure that I picked different things for the uh, for the list. But this could have easily been my favorite comic book of the year. Uh, best DC comic book, I'm going Superman by Joshua Williamson. He he doesn't miss. Joshua Williamson doesn't miss. Just that's really all I gotta say. He's doing. I, he's not doing Transformers. I think he's doing. Cobra Commander, and I think he's doing Duke yeah, as doing well. And I think he's doing Duke as well. And both of those comic books have been fantastic. But what he's doing with Superman has been has been, pardon the pun, super fun. He's turned Lex Luthor into um, a de facto hero, but Lex is still an arrogant ass. So you can kind of tell that this is not going to go the way he thinks it's going to go. He's like helping Superman from jail. Superman is in charge of Lex Corp, which I think it's now called Supercorp. Uh Lex's daughter is back, and she still has her the three little brainiac indentions in her head. Uh, Lex's mom is back. It's uh we find out that Luthor had shocking to no one, was a dick to some people before Superman was even alive. He kept some people captured, and like there's a whole group of people like just specifically designed. To try to kill Lex, and they're just as smart as Lex, if not smarter. Uh absolutely and oh, and it's visually stunning too. You're getting new characters out of this as well. It's it's great. So that's mine. Uh Javi, uh DC Com book of the year.
1: So I didn't read I didn't read a lot of DC books. Like I admitted in any of this. Um, but the ones that I did read were actually pretty good. Um so deceased War of the Undead Dogs. So oh. the Deceased series has been going on for quite a while. Um, even before 2023. I was avoiding it because I thought it was just a copy of Marvel Zombies, and I couldn't have been more wrong. Um it's just a great book. It's it's, it's I, I, I I usually enjoy um DC Elseworld's books. Um and this one, you know, sometimes they make them a little dark, a little too dark. Um, but this made sense. Um, a lot of characters that you normally don't see take the lead were able to take the lead. Um, a lot of the younger characters. Um, uh, uh what's what's Superboy's? What's Superboy's name? What's Superman's son's name? John. John, yes, John was a standout character in this book. Um, we got to see some crazy, crazy scenes. Mister Miss Pizzalik as a zombie is probably <laughs> something that I'll never ever forget um and it really just was an exciting fun book um uh, so i can't gave, recommend it more i can't recommend it any more than, I, than than anybody else
0: two things that made me laugh um guy Gardner talking shit
1: to dark side bro <laughs> uh, and, not, and not any dark side dark side with the yellow lantern ring. bro like that's crazy like the 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 uh, the things that happened in this book i mean any you pick any one of these characters and put them in the normal DC universe and they're taking over period yeah uh,
0: and the evolution of these characters and i don't know if you read the spin-offs but uh there was one with Jason Todd where he was training a young a group of um kids in Gotham because he because uh, they they had to leave and they were being trained by Cheetah, Bane, Deathstroke uh, what's Raven's? Uh, what's um Deathstroke's daughter's name?
1: Um, Terra.
0: Right. No. What is her name? Rose.
1: Oh, his Rose. his actual daughter. Yeah,
0: yeah Rose, and uh, Jason Todd, and they were all training them. And what ended up making this so great was even like the hardest of the villains were like fell in love with these kids because like they didn't have anything left. Mm-hmm. And so when you, in like, it wasn't Bizarro, it was uh, Solomon Grundy was there. It was super cool. So even like this, the stuff that came in between that was so fun. There's another crop, there was another part of that where one of those side comics where there was Zombie Kite Man and Damien is flying the invisible plane while Supergirl and John Kent were flying and it ran right into Damien Wayne, into the invisible plane. And it was like Kite Man. And they all just laughed.
2: <laughs> uh, Brandon, what was yours? I had to be quick. It was Superman. Everything you said. Wow,
0: I was. You know what's funny? I was certain you
2: were going to go Nightwing.
0: No, it was Superman. Yeah, like I, I couldn't believe how much I really liked that comic book either. Mm-hmm. Like that, it's it's been great in the creating new characters has made it um even better and also watching like superman and it's still connecting to the uh action comics as well so it's not like we're just getting like comic books without a without a connection so I, I they're doing a damn good job over there with Superman. Uh best Marvel book Brandon you go first.
2: Uh X Men Red uh Al Ewing is a master I think Al Ewing writes, out of non-white writers, I think he writes, I mean, out of white writers, I think he writes non-white characters better than anyone. I agree. Uh, And Storm was the leader of this team, well, this book, essentially. And it basically, I mean, Storm was always popular, but she's kind of been in the background for a while, and he's kind of made Storm a star again. And uh that story is that story has been central to this Krakoa movement, uh, particularly off planet. And then and so it, it ended recently, and I thought it ended with um a great war and a great story, and from start to finish it was excellent.
0: I agree. Like I it was and you know what's funny? I don't know if I wouldn't have enjoyed it that much as much. If Javi didn't push me to read Sword, mm. which came out of, uh, was it two years ago, Javi?
1: Man, honestly, I feel like this krakoa Araco era has been going on like for 80 years at this point. Um just <laughs> so, so many stories. So I think it was about two years.
0: Yeah, because I know what um uh, I know the Kokoa era started like right um when COVID, like in September of 2020. Yeah, but there's so
1: much coming out of it, so much.
0: Like I really do feel that like once um it's over, I really feel like the three of us should go back and like read it all and like go back and talk about all the stuff that we may have missed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, hobby. What do you got for best Marvel comic?
1: The Mortal Thor. Um, listen, Thor's probably my favorite hero. Um, and hey, go that he, name again, Al Ewing. Uh, you know, Al Ewing. Go. He's 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 a beast. Uh, the artwork is crazy. Um. It it reminds me, especially the cover art reminds me of um the Immortal Hulk um books.
0: Artists, um it's um Alex Ross.
1: Okay. Is it Alex Ross? I mean it does look like Alex Ross' style, but for some reason it's a little it doesn't look as oil painty, but it's it's great. Every cover's a been more great.
0: Digitized, it seems like.
1: Yeah. Um, but you know, as we all know, if you're reading Thor, if you've been keeping up with Thor in the comic books, he is the all-father. Um he 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 has the Thor force. So at this point, Thor should be more powerful than any, you know, normal character. Like, pick a powerful character, and Thor should be able to beat them, um, in some way, some some fashion. And we're we're seeing him, and it's not even just about the power; it's just about the responsibility, and knowledge, yes, of, of being the king of Asgard, um, and the All Father. And we're seeing him come into that role in this series. Um, we're also seeing him take on. Not just powerful characters um as the is un- it the unter Thor? I don't I don't know what you call those being but, but we're also seeing <laughs> we're also seeing him mature as an all father um with the help of surprisingly Loki um non
0: binary Loki
1: non binary Loki. It's it's a great book, man. It's and it's it's character development for for a character that's been around for generations. And we're see, we're actually seeing Thor in a light that we've never seen him in before, with the responsibility that we've never seen him um in before and with a power level, surprisingly that you know at, at certain times he's able to harness the Odin force when necessary, but it was always temporary. But yo, he's on a different level, man. And I'm loving it. I'm loving the Immortal Thor.
0: One of the things I'm loving about Immortal Thor, especially, is like watching him be smarter. Like the way he defeated Unter Thor was mm-hmm. really great.
1: That 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 would have been my 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 best team book of the year if it was. <laughs> if it was it, just one chapter
0: the or Thor, two chapters. Yeah, uh, Brandon, you went oh so for me it was was the best. Uh, what was the best Marvel book? I think I did mine right. Uh huh.
2: Yeah, you didn't do yours. Oh, best just Marvel the X book.
0: titles. Just. Everything at X-Men related. Like, I couldn't pick just one. So I'm going all of them. Everything. They just, uh, all 2,000? All 2,000 of them. Every one of them has been
2: yeah. gold. <laughs> um, but, I didn't like Calgary's. Did huh?
1: you re Excalibur? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, Excalibur so, was... Except um, for Excalibur. Excalibur was yeah. pretty bad.
0: Excalibur was 2022, though. Excalibur. Oh, no. Excalibur did come Excalibur. out last year. Oh, yeah. I forgot the... You know what's funny about that is though? I I, I didn't couldn't ex- read Excalibur. I didn't expect to like Dark Realm of X or no Realm of X, and Realm of X was really good.
1: I didn't read it. Realm I, I couldn't, X- I just couldn't do
0: it. Realm of X was really good. Yeah. I it was really good. It was different. in seeing uh Ty Mary was as like a like, you know, doing the right thing was cool. But if I had to pick one, if I'm gonna pick one book as my um comic book of the year then I'm probably going to go Deadpool by Alyssa Wong. It was fun. I got uh dog Deadpool. I got action. I got romance. I got more Deadpool. I got Lady Deathstrike as Auntie Deathstrike. It was it was something I look forward to every year. And I know some people were like some, some people. This was like one of the dumbest complaints ever. Oh, Alyssa Wong wrote themselves. Into the comic book to date Deadpool. I'm like, look, if I wrote a comic, I'd be dating Monet St. Croix. So, (laughs) what do you want? Like, you know what I mean? Like, y'all know who I'd be dating Emma Frost.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, uh,
0: So, best teen book. And for me, this was kind of shocking because it just started like maybe in June or July. I'm going Titans. And mostly because I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. It's a team that shouldn't be leading the world, but they're doing a damn good job doing it. Dick Grayson is the anti-Batman, and I'm loving it. I'm loving Dick Grayson, the leader. Like I it's it's so damn good. And people are also fucking around and finding out that Raven is not the one. <laughs> and it's just, it's been good. And also seeing Beast Boy evolve as a character. And not just like you know, just a background goof, and seeing like he like like what he's passionate about, and seeing where it's going. I really, I'm really, really rocking with uh, Titans as my um, best team book of the year. Hobby, uh, what you got?
1: Uncanny Avengers, um, another X Men book, but, um, well, it's an Avengers book, but it's it's technically it's an X Men book. Um, yeah. it's part of the Fall of X series um and you know i only like i really only like it because of the avenger on that team um you know captain america leading a squad of of angry pissed off mutants that are literally <laughs> that, are, that are murdering everybody <laughs> and steve can't do anything about it i don't think he wants to cuz honestly Orcus is the closest thing to nazis since the red skull in these books right so he's yeah. like yo these dudes are fascists bro um but uh, but seriously, though, like, I, one of the issues I did have with the Corcoran era of mutants is they became a bit xenophobic, bro. I get it. But, I mean, if you have the power of resurrection, right, and all these other amazing things, right, like, I I don't know. I feel like you should be a little less stingy with it. Like, I never understood why mutants were so afraid of humans. I mean, Orcus has kind of proven that, even though it's probably more of android you know robot thing. They,
0: they're afraid of humans. Look at all they did. Like, their entire mutant existence.
1: <laughs> yeah, but look at look at what, what, what certain mutants have done. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... I mean, a, a human can't destroy a whole city with a thought, you know? Like, I get it. Like, I, I get it. I get it. Nobody's right in the situation. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I've met some thoughts in my days. <laughs>
1: Bro. <laughs> um. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> definitely Definitely. run a city with a thought. Now, see, this is hard. <laughs> um, what are you talking about? Um... Entire wars have been
0: fought over thoughts.
1: Yo, facts. Um, <laughs> horrible. So this is definitely not a red pill, red pill show. So just so y'all. You know. um, but
0: hey, hey, I, dudes can be thoughts too. Let's not even act like. Yo, like, facts. What did facts. On Ludacris say? Hoes don't feel so bad and blue because most of us niggas is hoes too.
1: Hundred percent. Um, sorry, take, sorry about that. no, but no, but I, I like the wordplay, but I think that. You know, I always look at like what I assume would be the consequences, um, moving forward from these storylines, and I feel like you know, af uh, the Uncanny Avengers will be one of those, um, moments or teams that will kind of force certain mutants to understand that they need they need humanity. They're part of humanity. You know, they're augmented. They have the X gene, but. They're all in it together, bro. When when Galactus comes to poop all over the planet, like you know, <laughs> it'd be good if you had a team of mutants and human superheroes to deal with it. And I think that this is the beginning of that.
0: Uh, Brandon, what's your uh, team of the year? Uh, it, was <clears throat> it was X-Men. It was X-Men, right? And I already talked about it. <laughs> like, like, yeah, that's what it was. I'm not changing. That's what it is. All right, next up, most surprising comic book. Brandon, you go first. Uh, mine's was poison ivy. Uh, uh, you've been, you've been, you've been heavy on that, and I'm not gonna lie. I'm probably gonna start that next week, just because I of had, on your recommendation. And I hate saying these words, but Brandon was right a lot in
1: 2023.
2: I'm not right often, but I've been right a little. I've been nah, a nah, nah, an, nah, 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 nah. Be, you be, credit, nah, nah, right. nah, 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 nah. Give yourself some credit, dog. You were right in street,
0: comic book wise. You have been right a lot this year, Doug. See, and I'll
1: go beyond this year, though. Yo. Like, you've introduced me to a lot of books for here's real. Here's the
2: thing. There's a the difference between me and Old Man. This is where his Lord of Stubborn comes in. All Father of Stubborn. All Father of Stubborn. Because Old Man does not like often getting other people's opinions. He likes to form his own opinions about things, which is good. But I am very much the same way, except when I find people who constantly give good opinions, then I go, okay, I'm going to like consider that. Particularly when people are looking at a variety. I, it started about this when I was in the movies, right? And I was, and then that's so I found people who was like, even they didn't like everything I liked, the way they discussed movies made sense. They were using logic. I was like, oh, okay. Like this is somebody that can, when they recommend, hey, you should go check this movie out. And then I check one out. then will check the next one out. then will check, the check the next one out. And I'm like, oh, these are good movies. I'm like, oh okay, I may not like everything this person likes, but I can see their logic when they're telling me, check this movie out, so yeah. I'm going to check the movie out. So, i found that with some comic book people. I've found some comic book people who are like talking about... Because everybody, you know, it's easy to pick up Spider-Man, or pick up X-Men, or pick up Batman. You Just pick Ooh, it up. And you do I have a rant there. about Spider-Man later? <clears throat> but with these other books, oftentimes no one gives them a try until you hear some some buzz about them, you hear someone talking about them and even mm-hmm. sometimes they don't get buzz but specific people out here say hey, this book's actually really good you should check it out, and I heard someone say I forget who it was, but they were like this Poison Ivy book has no business being as good as it is and there was already like eight issues in and so I was just like because hey, they, they, they were describing it and they were like it was only supposed to be a six issue mini series. and then and people liked it so much that they extended it to twelve a maxi series and then they just made it an ongoing because people were loving it so much. And then, then I was like, oh, let me check this out. And I started reading it and I was like, I usually don't like villain... And then the last thing is I usually don't like villain books. I don't think villain books generally are good. But this Watch one... Watch your mouth. Is, it, it, just what it is. But, but this one was interesting. It's And as a political person, it's very fascinating because it's a clear allegory on the far left. It's essentially... Poison Ivy's character is essentially a leftist. She's super into climate change. She's <clears throat> excuse me. She's essentially a Peter nut job, right? It's like she's so hard into protecting the planet and plants that she's like, "Well, fuck the people." Then I'm like, "I'll just kill. I don't care about the people. I gotta save this tree for these people." Right? Like she's so hardcore to in her beliefs that like anything less than perfect is. Horrible and the devil. Mm. And then, but this book shows the consequences of that thought process and then how someone can still be very, how someone can still be very principled and be very progressive, but add some reality and in, in stuff to that thought process and then what you can accomplish when you do that. And that's what Poison Ivy is essentially about. Yeah. That's, um, E viewing, right in that right? I uh, I think it's E viewing actually. I got it right here. Let me see who's writing Poison Ivy. Uh, no, it's uh, I think it's G Willow Wilson. Yes, 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 it's exactly what it's. G Willow Wilson. Gee, thank
0: you, thank you, thank you. It is, yeah, the creator of the one of the co creators of uh, Miss Marvel, which was almost my uh, mini series of the year, mind you. Uh, Javi, what was your most surprising comic book of the
1: year? So most surprising comic book of the year is I don't know if anybody's reading this. Right. I, I don't even know why I started reading this, to be honest <laughs> with you. I like I, I love Silver Surfer, but um Silver Surfer Rebirth um has been really fun, bro. But it's it's obs- it's a bit obscure, even though it's a Silver Surfer book. You can look I think most people look at the artwork and I'm like, I'm not reading this. This is some like one-off crap, but it has a really crazy story. It involves time travel. It involves Thanos. It involves, um. You oh, know, that's
0: why you're reading it because Thanos is involved in this.
1: No, but it's great, bro. It's 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 a really it, it, it reminds me of classic Silver Surfer. Like 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 back in the day when it was just really like just, it, um, what's his name? Jack Kirby. Like it, it reminds me of like that era of Silver Surfer, but they're mixing it in with the modern versions of him. So the actual main character of Silver Surfer is coming from that, like the 90s, I would say 90s ever Silver Surfer. And due to, I don't want to spoil it, but due to circumstances beyond his control, he gets pulled through time and he's interacting with different moments um, from pretty popular and interesting books uh and it's 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 a really fun ride bro like I I would suggest it. It's 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 very surprising. I wasn't going to read it at first. The reason why I put it as my surprising book of the year cuz I really wasn't going to read it. Like I saw it and I'm like I'm not reading that and then I was bored one day and I I was like I want to read some silver surfer that I haven't read before, picked it up and it was super enjoyable. So mine
0: was The Fantastic Four. I'm not a really uh. I'm not a really big I'm not a big Fantastic Four guy. I've liked some of the the runs, but I've also been very much like, I'm not sure if I can deal with monthly issues of Reed Richards' uh, Science Talk, right? But this was also around the time where I started rereading the uh Fantastic Four and the new Avengers and the Avengers the Hickman the Hickman stuff just believe it at that the Hickman stuff from the uh from 2010 to 2015 I think it is and Spire. so huh it's fire. yep so that led me to the the Jerry Duggan not Jerry Duggan the um oh what is his name who wrote the Fantastic Four he also wrote uh superior Spider-Man uh, what is his name? Harvey? Shit, guy Superior Spider-Man. No, uh, oh, dang dang it.
1: It. <clears throat> you and the thing is, you got you got a mention from him on Twitter too.
0: It's not Jerry Duggan. See, that's gonna bug me. Um, uh, Superior.
1: Oh, Dan Slott. I know that. Yeah, there you Slott. go. Yeah. So yeah. Dan,
0: I think it was Dan Slott who was writing the Fantastic Four. Uh, Fantasy yeah, Four.
1: he yeah
2: he was.
0: Yeah, it was that slide. I, I was mm-hmm. reading
2: it then. Then they rebooted it.
0: Yeah, so then I was like, all right, well, I want to know what's going on because I really enjoy reading the stuff about like Ben's new kids, and I was curious, like, oh, what are they gonna do now with this? So, like, all right, you know, I'll give it a shot. And Ryan North has created the most fun, fantastic four comic book ever written. It's it's redoing things with his powers that are just silly but fun. Like he was fighting the uh, female Doctor Octopus, and he put his hand behind his back and used his fingers as tentacles. And I was like, "This is hilarious!" That was
1: that was actually uh, that was actually interesting. That uh, you know uh, you know it's funny. Old man, I'm probably more of a fan of Fantastic Four than you are, which is probably why this is your surprising book of the year. But I'm not. Really enjoying this version. Not to say it's not bad, right? But it's the Fantastic Four. Like it's not the Fantastic Four that drew me in. So this Fantastic Four is focusing on family. It reminds me a lot of like the six. Like and it's a good book. It's a it's a really good book. But for me, like I like when the Fantastic Four are like out there. You know, like out right now they're chilling in New York. Right, like. In they New York anymore. To... They're in Arizona. Oh well, yeah, they they have to move because people hate, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's really family oriented, it's really like it's really connected, it's it's more real, it's it's less cosmic and more fantastic. And I can see why I'm people... a
2: huge fantastic four guy. I yeah. went back and when I first got back, in, I read comic books when I was a kid, and I stopped for a long time. And then when I got back into comic books, I got Marvel Unlimited. And I went back and I said I want to read Fantastic Four from the beginning, and I want to read X Men from the beginning. And I went back from the '60s and I started reading that. And I love the old stuff, mm-hmm. and I love. And then Hickman's Fantastic Four is just like my coup de grace. Uh, But and in this story, is this the one where like Ben and uh, Alicia were in that town that had all the Doom Bots and stuff? Mm-hmm. So that, that was this uh, one, this that one? was reading. Um,
0: that was reading to uh, Ben and Ben and um Alicia. Kept having the time travel thing. There, like the day kept going back to like.
2: Oh yeah, the day kept going back over and over again. Yeah, and then Ben and then reading and Sue were in the town with the Doombots, and I was reading it, and then I just kind of like fell off. I don't know why. I th- I think Dan slot stopped writing it. Didn't he- they switch writers?
0: Yeah. So Dan, so the one you're talking about is the one I'm talking about. That was um Ryan North who's writing it now. Oh, and- okay. And I think that's how you hit the nail on the head on exactly why I like it. It's mm-hmm. more family oriented. And I like yeah. the Fantastic Four stories where he's, when they're specifically like doing stuff. It's something about superheroes doing normal things. And like just seeing them like, uh, in the most recent issue, Valeria and, um, what the hell is their, oh, their, their son's name? Franklin. Franklin got Fs in science. <laughs> <laughs> That's, this is the most recent issue, right? yeah 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 oh this is absolutely great and it's and I love it because it's it's fun but they still have like this there's still the science aspect of it it still makes me very happy that you know what it is and I think I said this when we were talking about the the ninja Turtles. I really appreciate when a writer understands the assignment and they did he was like we want to see some goofiness We want to see some this but we also got to make sure that the Fantastic Four are still scientists. And one of the things that they did was make it a point to remind people that Susan Storm is an actual scientist. So I thought that was dope. I will say this though. Dr. Doom as a T Rex was something I never knew I needed.
1: <laughs> Yo, that man. You and you 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 told me to read that issue, and I just yeah, like don't do that to Dr. Doom. But that's my that's my own bias. That's my own. That's my own bias.
0: It's so stupid, but I love yeah. second of it. Uh, did we all go with our unexpected picks? No, uh, Brandon, you didn't give yours. Actually, I think I was the only one to give my Brandon. What was yours? Uh, no, I did my surprise. It
1: was Poison Ivy. Oh yeah, yeah. Hobby. Uh, what was yours? Sorry, I did my surprising too. Oh no, I didn't do my surprising. Sorry. Um, did we? Oh, we skipped it. We went a different order. Because I think we just did underrated, right? No,
0: we just didn't know the last one we just did was just team books. Now we're doing most surprising. Oh yeah, you said Silver Surfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My bad, my bad, my bad. So, okay,
1: that, that just confused the hell out of it because I'm I'm following the list and I'm like, wait a minute.
0: Yeah, so next up is most disappointing. Uh Hobby. What was your most disappointing?
1: Um Dark Web.
0: That shit was awful.
1: That's just it was just a really bad comic, bro. Like I just I I it 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 I don't even know what the, the only thing I read, because I was I was reading uh, you know, Venom. I read Venom. I'm keeping up with that story. Um, as as convoluted and crazy as it's been getting, um, that's really the only tie-in that I enjoyed. It only because it continued a story that I was paying attention to. Like I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't care at all for that story. I don't even. What were the consequences? Were there any? Um, no. Yeah. So. Yeah. What
0: did that happen out of that was Madeline Pryor is now like a hero, I guess, and that was that. Yeah. So this essentially just seemed like a way for. Uh, Madeline Pryor to become an X Man and have, um, have like you know some stake in what was going on with workers. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Because there was nothing, nothing came out of it. It was, it was, it was bad. It was honestly bad.
1: It was just. Did, and doctor, interrupt. Sorry, old man. Did we do most surprising comic?
2: did we? No, we did most surprising. We didn't do
1: underrated.
0: Uh, all right, so let me. We'll finish this one, then we'll go to uh underrated. Yeah, that after uh, this one is underrated. Or maybe I might, Wait, I might put it put. Is on. it
2: my turn for most disappointing?
0: Uh, no, I'm going to go most disappointed just because it's okay. re- really short and simple. Um, DC Night Terrors was absolutely underwhelming. But the funny thing was the side books were really good. The Green Lantern um, Night Terror book was hilarious. Watching someone who's supposed to be scared, who's supposed to be scaring Hal Jordan, running from Hal Jordan, was great. But the rest of that was booty me. Uh, Brandon, go ahead.
2: Uh, I hate to say it because my favorite writer of all time is writing it. But it's Marvel's Gods for me. Uh, I might trip it to try once it's done to just read it all at once as like a trade. But it was just so many fucking words. It was so <laughs> many words. And I'm just like, I don't and there's so many words about characters that I don't know. So I don't have any I don't have no inclination to care about them because I don't there I don't know any of them. And so I want Hickman to build the world and tell me about these characters, but you could have done it without like an entire page of words. Like I'm reading the actual book and I'm and I read my comic books at night. And so I'm sitting in the bed at like 10 o'clock at night, 10 30, and I open up Marvel Gods, and I first issue 68 pages. With a ton of words, I'm just like, oh my God. So I make it through the first issue, and I'm like, okay, maybe the first issue was 60 some pages and all these words because he's introducing these big cosmic like thoughts. And now that he's got that out of his system, (laughs) we'll be good. And then I get issue two, and the first the second page, the first panel, the thought bubble is like this big. It's like four or five paragraphs in one thought bubble. In one bubble, and I was like, I, I can't do this. I can't. I cannot. Do, I don't. I don't even know if it's good. I just know I was bored and falling asleep. I couldn't keep my eyes open because it was so many words. And so, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot once it's in full trade paperback. But man, that disappointed me. I,
1: I forced myself through it because Brandon, we talked about this before. and I think we had the same opinion. Like it. It. Like I agree with you. Like it just. It was. It was. It was a lot. And and it's. It's a comic. It doesn't come out. It it comes out. Uh, pretty infrequently. Um, so they have to fill in a lot of stuff. I don't know why they feel they need to do that, but it's a, it's a lot of exposition for, car- like you said, characters that we, we're we just meeting now. We've seen them a couple times in some other comics before this series, but we didn't know who they were, and they still didn't explain really who they were. They Maybe they did, but it was lost in those words. But I will say this. The last issue really changed my mind on it and it made me more optimistic um so i i would definitely i not i don't want to spoil i'm, I'm not going to spoil anything um other than when i did for my um what i'm looking for i apologize but um don't apologize yeah check it out man i, I think i think this, the last issue that came out may be worth it
0: i just want to i just want to say that you you guys have no I had no idea how pumped i was after i read um gods cuz Javi had been pumping it up and i said to Javi, i'm like yo mm-hmm. I, shit about characters I don't know about. I'm not reading. It. Yeah. And you know, you should read it. I'm like, alright, fine. So I read it and I'm like, yo, I really like this. Mm-hmm. And I'm all amped up, getting ready ready to talk to you guys about it. And you were like, and all of y'all were like, yo, I didn't really like it. I'm like, oh, come on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I, it wasn't just me that, yo, Marvel, Marvel's been, been, been pumping this whole series up for like the better part of a year, bro. Yeah. Like, this was like... No fire, Gala. Yo, it, yo, for real, bro. You seen these? And it was just—it got me hyped. Yeah, I was super. And I, like that first issue again, it was the first issue, so I didn't expect much. So I'm like, all right, I can see what they're building here. Like it's whatever. But then that second issue came, I'm like, all right, this, it felt—it felt like a continuation from the first issue, right? Um, certain things happened. Uh, when we find out who that that main villain was in the beginning, again, I don't want to spoil it. It was, it, but it's 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 pretty cool. Um, the, the the type of power scaling and stuff that we can see and the potential for this book is amazing. The potential for changing the cosmic um, um, fabric of Marvel is pretty dope. And other books are dealing with things like, it's, it's, um, in particular, Mortal Thor, um, the Dominion stuff and Fall of X. I feel like that can play a part in this whole gods thing um, if they decide to do that, which I hope they do. So I think there's a lot of potential in it, and again, that last issue, it's pretty dope.
0: I'm gonna say it again. I just thought it was funny. I'm reading it, and I'm like, let me find out. They just recreated Tony Stark and gave him magic. <laughs> That's all he is. Yeah, the crazy thing yeah. is, old
2: man liking a Hickman book that I don't like. Yeah, is it's is, just amazing. I, it's it's so funny,
1: um, and and Hickman, bro, his world building is crazy. He and the thing, he he writes a lot, bro. He but he then, writes a I lot. mean,
2: this is this is in 2024. But I'll just say this as an aside, and then Hickman wrote Ultimate Spider-Man, and I was doing backflips.
0: Yo, it's a, right. it's a, to, to quote you from the text message. It really is the like the best. Com- I think I might have. I don't know which one of us said it, but like it was the best Spider-Man comic book I comic I read in years. And not to say that I haven't read a lot of good comic book Spider-Man comic books, but that was easily the v- excellent.
1: No, I think I think excellent. you read more Spider-Man than any of us, old man. So I'm, you saying that?
0: Yeah, I'm certain I do. Um. Javi, what was your most disappointing?
1: Oh, I already did my most disappointing comment. Uh, Dark Brand- web.
2: Sorry, Brandon. I did too. I'm over guys. We're on underrated. You did oh, yours too. <laughs> oh, underrated. Oh, so let me go first with underrated. I
0: am going She Hulk. Huh. Really? She Hulk by Rainbow Roll is. It's. it's oh God, it feels so much. Like imagine if Sex in the City was good. Sex it's in like, the City was good. I, I, dude, I've been trying like like Valkyrie or watch it. Like, first time, I
2: should say. first time.
0: For, it's good force time. But like, <laughs> okay, so let me put it like this. It's Sex in the City with punches. Like it's huh. it's really, really good. It uh Rainbow Roll is the woman writing it, and she has just Completely turn this into like just something about love and like you know. Jennifer- so is
2: it comedic? Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. De- definitely comedic. I highly recommend this this book. And they actually so she ended her first run, and now she's doing the sensational She-Hulk, which is the same, it's following the same story. Like it literally like her She-Hulk run ended, and then. Sensational she hulk started, but she's still writing. It picks up exactly at the moment where the other one ended. Hmm. He brought back um Jack of Hearts and he's not boring anymore. <laughs> so it's totally worth it. Totally, totally worth it. Uh Brandon, what's yours? Uh
2: Nightwing. Um okay. I don't think a lot of people read Nightwing. Um, but Tom Taylor's writing it, who wrote Injustice, among other things. Uh, he's writing Titans, that Old Man referenced earlier, that he's really liked. Um, Tom Taylor's an excellent, excellent writer. He did a Suicide Squad miniseries that was excellent. Oh, my God, um, that, that, that um, Suicide Squad series was so good. New characters. New characters! <laughs> and he's writing Nightwing. And is my favorite. Probably for those of you listening for a while, is my favorite comic book character of all time. And it's very good. But what makes it so underrated is not Tom Taylor. And I should have got the person's name, but it's the artists on these books because they have taken some chances that you don't often see people take in books in terms of art, where they did like one continuous panel throughout the whole book. Like they've done like really cool artistic. They did a, a view from uh, a first person view Michael of Conrad. the comic book, huh? Michael Conrad, Michael Conrad, yeah. They did a first person uh, book. I've got
0: a bunch of different um, a bunch of different uh, uh
2: artists. Yeah, uh, they did a book from the first person view of everything, which was fed, like the whole the whole book was from first person. Like they've taken some real chances in terms of what they've done with this. And it's telling this great story basically of uh, uh Nightwing got this money. And instead of being Batman, where he's like, I gotta save the world as Batman, even though I'm a rich billionaire who could save the world in so many other ways as a rich white man, instead I want to put on a costume oh, and go beat up people. Redundo,
0: uh Bruno Redundo has done some of them, but he hasn't done yeah. a- the recent one. But Bruno Redundo is he put his yeah. foot into these into these art, into this art man. Like, just art is
2: unbelievable. And I'm not an art guy, but the art in this was unbelievable. But essentially, it's like Nightwing now has this money, and he's like, I mean, I'm gonna still be Nightwing for some stuff, but I can make a bigger impact on Bloodhaven as a rich white man, giving my money to help people. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's an excellent story. Well, one of the things and I the love- contrast between him and Bruce, yes.
0: And the, one of the things I love about it is, is it's not just him, he's inspired the people around him like i think one of the uh i think the alfred um part was destroyed and he was like you know ready to go in. and you can correct me if i'm wrong but like people were already there cleaning up
2: Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. It it was so cool he even got nightwing even got some of the villains to to leave their bosses my favorite moment of last year from nightwing was when he decided that he was going to turn the Bloodhaven jail into the tower and was like, we have people in jail who haven't even been convicted of crimes and people will probably say, Oh, well, it's fake. It's it's a fake story. It's a fake this, but I like, but these are things that actually happen. And I love that Tom Taylor is one of those writers who makes it a point to show things that are actually going on in the real world. And so he's really, He's really been putting his foot into a lot of things. And I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, the the idiots who are going, oh, well, like you know, he's so, so woke. And so this I'm like, yeah, well, guess what? Tom Taylor I won a bunch of one more awards for his writing this year,
2: too. So suck it.
1: More proof that Batman's a horrible superhero.
2: And Tom Taylor's the same guy, those same people, dick lit for justice so much that they made Zack Snyder's whole movie universe based on some facsimile of that world without establishing don't get me started on that but Like, why, I, by the way I hope Injustice comes back and I love Injustice but like <laughs> Injustice is great because it's different like you know all these characters and then you see them in the Injustice world and you like go oh like this is not the Superman this is not the Superman I grew up with this is not like the decisions that Wonder Woman would make that I know about and then, you, then Zack Snyder takes that universe, does not tell us about Superman or Batman or the people we want to know about, and then just thinks he's going to give us Injustice. And this is like super dark and dreary and whatever. So, Tom okay. Taylor wrote that and y'all loved it, but now he's writing Nightwing with the same type of messaging, just in a different format in his book. But you know what else was great about Injustice?
0: They gave you an explanation to why that. It wasn't just the stuff that happened. Exactly. It was like like Wonder Woman's influence was that, and you're like, Why is Wonder Woman evil? Then you find out that the first person she meets and the first person she falls in love with is fucking a Nazi. <laughs> so, like, it makes sense. Like, so, so, like, it's it, yeah, we, we could have a whole conversation about about the, the stupidness of it. Uh, underrated, Javi, what do you got?
1: So, I, 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 I switched these by accident. So, my most surprising comic i said that was silver server that was actually supposed to be my underrated comic so i'll do my most surprising because i think you know technically could mean the same thing whatever um incredible hulk this new incredible hulk series has been fantastic um I, i didn't think like we we saw horror aspects we saw the hulk move back to his original horror aspects in the mortal hulk which changed to spaceship Hulk, and now we're back to horror aspects. And they took they turned to the dial up to eleven. Like yeah. this joint is crazy. Um, if you were paying attention to Hulk at all during um, the space the spaceship Hulk series, you understood that Bruce Banner tortured the Hulk um, by turning him into just a, pretty much a vehicle for his um, inner persona, um, and he's getting that back in turn the Hulk has decided that, yo, know, listen, and I didn't even know this was possible. The Hulk was like, listen, I used to make it. So the transformations didn't hurt you, but now I'm just going to rip out of your body. You're going to feel it every time. And also Ooh. while I'm the Hulk, I'm going to be torturing you the whole time. So like it, and it, it's, it's, cra- it's, 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 it's a very, very dark, dark book. Um, but it really fits. Um, it fits the Hulk so well. Um, I, it, I don't know if we'll ever see this type of story, um, in the MCU, but maybe we'll see with some um, we'll see in some of those MCU spotlight movies. We might see a darker version of the Hulk. I don't know if that would work with Mark Ruffalo, but whatever. Um, this book is awesome. Read it.
0: I want an animated. I think we just. I just want some animated Hulk, man. I just want some like the uh the Hulk versus cartoons were pretty good. Like, yeah. I really, like we finally got to see Wolverine, cut loose. Pun intended um and like use really use his claws on something more than just like robots and doors mm-hmm. um he got into um Hulk was actually in a issue of Wolverine and I didn't realize like just how ruthless he had become and I was like yeah yeah and you have mm-hmm. been telling me again you kept saying yo, know yo, mark you you're really gonna look well you say old oh, man which is weird yeah. um, you've known me longer as Mark but you call me old man like your old man I think you're really gonna like this. Hulk series and I never got into it, but
1: mm-hmm. no, uh, this 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 new one, this no one, it's 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 good, man. It's it's really good.
0: It also helps that I'm doing a reread of Immortal Hulk, which mm-hmm. gotten so much which continues to be one of the best comic book series ever. But again, you go I with, think if
1: you if, if if you're new and you want to get into the Hulk, if you want to get into this series, I I would suggest doing what you're doing. Um read Immortal Hulk, read Spaceship Hope go to this because those stories they're different but they're interconnected like there's no like the, the consequences carry over um from series to series in a really um you know intuitive way
0: and you're finding out that Bruce Banner actually is the real monster here
1: bro right he's the victim now though I'll tell you that what goes around goes around goes
0: around all the way back around
1: uh, best new book Hardy. Best new book. And I honestly this I, if we had like a, a book of the year for the old man wade show ball black nerds, I think it would be this one. I, I I think you guys would agree. But um I give the shout out to Brandon for introducing both of us to this, but void rivals, like it's such a good book. Um hold on a second. Um Kirkman is writing it. And uh-huh. as you know, Invincible is one of like our all-time favorite books of all time. His ability to create worlds is awesome. And the fact that he's creating a world within an existing IP. Um, the Energon universe, I think that's what they're calling it. Um, you know, we're seeing... And I, I don't know if you guys... I don't know if I, I explained this to you guys, but like I'm an old-school Transform, Transformers nerd. Like, like, the movies... Like, the, ori- the original movie... Um, where, where Optimus Prime dies a lot of and, and it it builds it kind of builds a universe around the Transformers that we didn't see before and seeing some of these characters show up in these books and it makes sense not to mention, the story that the book's actually about the Void Rivals, like that, that like the the allegory towards like racism and 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 political dysfunction, and you know, I, I sometimes I'm afraid of these books because I feel like people like look at these books and they connect it too much of the real world, like like you know, they, I'm not a big believer in Illuminati and all this other stuff, but within this ecosystem, within the story of Void Rivals, it works um it's 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 a beautiful beautiful story um beautiful art the two main characters are great they're 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 totally different but the same right makes sense if you read the book um and i can't wait to see like i could see this as becoming the next invincible as far as world building and storytelling and 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 the story continuing over time in a way that makes sense it's exciting
0: i truly believe that um when we do this next year i think that we're going to be talking about how like the energon universe completely came over and like crushed the buildings, building to be honest yeah
1: with. it's crazy
0: i also want to point out the artwork uh lorenzo de felici is the artist and mateus lopez who does the coloring the coloring of this is so damn good because it's, it's kind yeah, of, kind uh, of yeah it's like kind of robotic it's kind of like hover is that a, is that the right word i'm using um In this and and like even watching them have like these facial expressions in their masks was kind of cool too. So mm. definitely, man. Like that was Void Rivals was something is something else, man. It's yeah. it's become my uh, must read. It's funny because whenever I buy my comic books, if it's not there, I check it two or three more times to make sure I didn't miss it.
1: Such a good book, bro.
0: It is, man. It, it totally is.
1: Mm.
2: Uh What do you got, Brandon? Uh. My new book is Penguin, um, uh, from DC. Like I said, I don't particularly like villain books, but I gave Poison Ivy a try. And I was like, Okay, I'll give Penguin a try. And this book is unbelievable. Um, it is essentially Penguin is just a dude living in Metropolis. He left Gotham City. He's got a wife or a girlfriend that he really loves. And he's in Metropolis and he's just chilling. You know, he goes to his tailor, gets his suits done, comes back home, helps his his wife plants, do stuff. He's he's out the game. Penguin is out the game, just being an old man. And then time you get out. And then the most ruthless person in the DC universe, Amanda Waller, comes back and is basically blackmails him, or or, or is basically like, "Look, we still know all the crimes you did. I know you're trying to." You think you can just live your rest of your old man life with your wife? We're gonna make life for hell, life for her hell, and put you in jail, make you hell if you don't do what we want you to do. And what we want you to do is to take down Batman. And so we're gonna give you carte blanche to take your ass back to Gotham, and regain your empire by any means necessary in order to get the bat. And so the Penguin proceeds to take his ass back to Gotham. And take back his empire by force, and it's excellent. Nice. Amanda Waller is going to be a villain of the year,
0: but she fucked up by um, you know, I'm not going to say it because that was spoil because it just came out last uh, a couple weeks ago. But let, let needless to say, she fucked up in uh, Beast World. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, for me, a name we've said a couple uh name we've said a couple times on here, but I'm going with Wonder Woman by Tom King uh it's been it's been perfect that's really all i'm gonna say you i don't really need to say anything else other than that nope i'm gonna say a couple things one is perfect yes it's an absolutely perfect comic book it's everything about it from the artwork to the writing has been great uh the one thing i've been enjoying more than anything else about this is the tears of um fragile of the fragile male ego um every day whenever i go up to when i go on youtube to go look up. Uh, Videos and stuff like this, I see people upset about this book, and I'm just and I just like lick the tears up because they're they're so delicious. Um, Because one guy goes like, "Oh, we get it, men are bad. That's the point of this Wonder Woman book." I'm like, "You clearly didn't read the book (laughs) because it's not it's not about men being bad. And if that's what you took out of it, maybe you should take a look at yourself." And we talked about this on a previous podcast. It's it's nothing. It has nothing to, to do. With men, it's about bad people. Yes, the they're focusing on men, who fun fact for you, go through history, kind of shitty. <laughs> so, you know what I mean. Particularly white men, and sorry, but you know, you know, like you know what I mean. Like I'm not offended by it. Like you know what I mean. Like I'm a guy. You know what I mean. So you know, get over it. I'm not that serious. You
1: also, I mean? it's a it's a comic book. Yeah When people get so like Worked up over stuff like that I'm like One You sound disgusting And two It it, It's a comic book
0: Fictional characters bro Yeah Yeah Get over yourself Oh please tell me Is is it it my time yet Is it my time yet Uh No So best uh, Comic movie Me and Brandon Have the same one Uh So Brandon I'm gonna let you take this
2: Uh Spider-Verse 2 I mean I don't think it's I don't even think it was close In 2023 Uh, I thought that movie was a perfect film. Uh, Not just comic book film, just a perfect film from the pacing, from the character development to the stories, to the entry, to the cliffhanger. Uh, Just from start to finish, it was a perfect film. And I'm upset that the... I'm happy that the writer's strike happened because they needed to get what they needed to get but I'm upset that it's going to delay this movie a little bit where it's not so fresh in people's mind about what happened because it was supposed to be like a back-to-back year, two-part finale type thing. Uh, But I just thought that was a perfect film. And it really pisses me off because there are people at Sony who clearly and obviously know how to make a superhero movie. Like clearly and obviously on their own. Without Marvel Studios, know how to make a good superhero movie, and then I still have to go to the theater and watch Venom and Mobius
1: and fucking Madam Web. Yeah, don't put all Ven- all
2: do, do not bullshit. put
1: Venom. Do not put Venom in that list. Venom, Venom, My,
2: Venom is a terrible movie. Venom is fun. It it's ain't. a fun movie. I, yes. I didn't say Venom wasn't fun. Venom it is a fun movie. It's not a good movie. It, it's not no, good no, it's no, fun i enjoy, i can enjoy venom i always but, tell old man this all the time there's movies that aren't good that are still fun but can you, you, can can you say time. the same
1: can you say the same thing about Morbius?
2: there was nothing good about no him. no you're hey, so no, good <laughs> but these are not good movies spider-verse is a fantastic movie it's yeah. not just fun it's a great film yeah from like if from the film nerd in me, from just a film construction point, it's a great film. I, I watched both Venom movies, and I'm like, these are the same people that made. Spider- these cannot be the same people that made. These cannot be the same people. It's like it's the same thing I said in old Mando tested this about Doom Patrol and Titans. There's no way the same person made Doom Patrol. That's overseeing Titans. You cannot tell me that's the same person in charge.
1: So, so I'll say this: the only reason why I try to give Venom some credit is because it's clear, especially the second Venom movie, the issues with those the the second Venom movie was clearly studio like like involvement. Like if Venom was allowed to be in the the the, the actual MCU. I think well, yeah, kind of the much... MCU
2: did it. Yes, I no, but I saying. can't.
1: But I can't say that about Morbius. Like I think Morbius. But is no, just... that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Spider
2: Verse is yeah. not. A, I
1: mean, it's, it's tangentially,
2: but it's not really yeah. involved in the MCU. Yeah. It's still their own movie on their own without Kevin Feige involved running it. And it's a great movie. Yeah. And then, like, what's the one? What's the other one that's coming out? Um, Adam Webb. Kraven. Did that oh, come great. out? Is that coming out? Is that a thing? Is that really going to happen? Yeah, they just had a they just had a trailer for it. It might have already come out. We missed it. <laughs> oh, we just, me, it, it. It
0: got delayed. It was supposed to come out in October, but it got delayed.
1: Probably it's, reshoots. Oh, Knowing Sony yeah, is definitely reshoots, bro. Yeah,
2: it got delayed to August. So it's coming out of August.
1: There's a zero
2: percent chance this Craven movie is good. Zero. Not one, not point
1: five, zero. 0%. I'm, a, I'm actually optim I'm actually like I'm I'm gonna say optimistic for 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 a Sony movie. so like that that would be kind of like super low expectations for anything else other than like DC movies, right? And I would say I have a man to me I, only because I I don't know why I I just I don't know why, but 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 Craven is is definitely not something like I agree with you. There's no way in hell Craven's gonna be a good movie.
0: Brandon, can I just tell you any any time you go on a rant about <laughs> about Sony.
2: <laughs> it is my favorite part of any
1: show. <laughs> yeah, facts.
2: It's so frustrating. You know who my favorite spider character is? Silk. Sydney Moon I love Silk.
1: Well don't I watch definitely don't about... watch definitely don't watch uh Mad Web then because I'm so- terrified. Why, why
2: are they putting her in that shitty fucking movie? Not in that
1: she is she's in there. She's I'm one of that. she's one of the spider people. I swear she is hold on a second
2: it's, um, it's, um, Carpenter It's Carpenter, Carpenter, um, uh, Aranya.
1: Mm, Okay. You're right.
0: I, trust me. I, I, they, 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 we get, we don't get, we're not going to see Cindy moon and anything until, um, the next Spider-Man game.
1: Well, it's, it's, you mean, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be very comic book accurate, but I mean, given the villain, it's possible. She might be in it. Who knows?
2: yeah oh fuck thank you for my god damn it oh yeah old man tells me to read this run let me finish my rant and then i'll move on old man tells me to read this spider-man run which we still haven't reviewed on the show yet which we'll mm-hmm. get to in our book clubs and so i'm reading it and it's great and they had that's where ezekiel sims first comes up because uh, I, uh, I only knew i only knew ezekiel from the spider-verse i didn't know he showed up before then like so i didn't know that so, well that's technically
1: I, it's connected to the spider-verse I mean he's kind of like prepping I think he's prepping them yeah, for but that eventually was way
2: before the actual book came out that was a few years before the book came out I believe right like that was that book this old man is reading was like the early 2000s like, well you know,
1: the old the first spider- verse book is pretty old
2: yeah
0: but uh the first spider book was 2000 uh it was right after Superior Spider-Man so that was what 2000.
1: Eight or six or something like that. I don't even know. It was, no. it was early two thousands. Had to
0: be. Uh, Peter Parker was back in. Peter Parker was back in his regular suit. So I would say like two thousand sixteen was when the first Spider Verse came out because Dan Slott was. Yeah, out.
2: that's what I thought. Yeah, it was in the two thousand tens. This book we were reading were in the early two thousands. It, it was well before was the like, first Spider Book. Before Civil War and right before. Yeah. Disassembled. Yeah. Because they had the nine eleven episode, I mean they had the nine eleven issue in there. So this was early two thousand. Spider Verse didn't come out till early yeah. 2010s. Mm. And and so then they see this. Then I see Ezekiel Sims and Madam Web, and that is not Ezekiel Sims. Yeah, I, you know what's funny? I never, that is not Ezekiel Sims.
0: Not at all.
1: But what do you mean? He's a white dude with Spider Man powers.
2: I don't care about changing characters. I tell you all this all the time, but it has to be. When you write these these IPs exist for a reason, and so when you're using an old white man, an old rich white man, when you're using the IP, you should you can change the character a little bit, you can improve on the character, you can take core values from the character, and then put it into modern times, and you can do all types of things. But when I look at a character and you tell me this is someone, and I go, "How the fuck is this this person? What is like, First of all," Okay, Hold on, you know, stop. The you last know. thing I'll say is to that point. <laughs> anyone who watched a Spider Man cartoon and then read a Spider Man book that ever had Madam Webb in it, and then you tell me this is a Madam Web movie, and I see 22 year old white women, and one of them is supposed to be Madam Webb. What are we doing? What are we doing?
1: I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna knock it for that. I'm not gonna knock that. I'm not, I can't knock it Javi, that.
2: You are you are being a much nice. You are being a nice guy. This Only is because same people at, who want to make Aunt May I, a CIA agent, fucking people up like Alfred Pennyworth. I
1: I just I just finished watching an Echo movie where they changed her powers to like I don't know she can what are, I don't even know what her powers are like what it would it like. Yeah, how does but that the relate? Core
2: of that character didn't change.
1: Oh man, they but
2: didn't it, make it, Echo. They didn't make Echo fifty five years old that can hear.
1: You, you know what? I just realized I'm defending a Sony Marvel movie. That's that's what I'm it.
2: saying. What are you but doing?
1: Let me not. Let me let me oh, not. Let me not doing? shoot myself Let me not shoot myself in the foot, bro.
2: If it's good, I'll I'll be glad to say I'm wrong. I'll be, I'm gonna, I'll be glad I'm, to I'm, gonna I'm, wrong. I'm gonna buy a ticket.
1: I'm gonna buy a ticket because I'm an idiot. I'm gonna watch it in the movie theater because yeah. I always do. You're I'm almost like, as
2: bad as old man. I told old man not to go. I said, old oh, man, do not watch New Mutants do not watch new mutants don't watch new mutants don't don't even waste your time don't expose your eyes to that film
1: but how are we going to talk how
2: are we going to talk about it he did not listen to me and he watched new
1: mutants new mutants wasn't bad new mutants was bad though. it wasn't a, it wasn't a, it wasn't yeah listen if it wasn't <laughs> if it wasn't an x-men movie if it, if it was something else oh, we're not thank we're not, like, not talking we're not acting like this is constantine no that movie was that movie was bad like well, well they well constantine's a great example constantine is a great example why it's it's not about that's why i said it's not about them changing the root of the character or whatever right just tell a good story sony doesn't tell sony tells the movies are just bad like they're bad badly badly written badly shot badly thing? paced what?
0: Up topic, we gotta, we gotta. I'm sorry, I'm
2: sorry, uh, listeners. I'm sorry. I took us up topic. That just gets me worked up. It gets me worked up. It made me so happy. Hobby. What's your comic book movie of the year?
1: So, (laughs) I'm sorry, Brandon. God damn it! Across the Spider Verse was a good movie, right? Like it was, it was a great movie. Like, like that. That's probably the best. Objectively, comic book movie that came out this year, like it's you can't argue that. But I'm going by like expectations. Like Blue Beetle had no reason to be as good as it was.
0: That's true. Blue Beetle was fucking. Uh, I I said this on the show. I wrote this in an article. But Blue Beetle was essentially DC's Miss Marvel. I mean, the Marvels.
2: Same shit.
1: Well, yeah, I mean. Yeah, but it was also like the best movie they've made, and like, yes, yes, I, I that might be the best movie they made, uh, and it it did it hit the, did it go in the theater? It went straight to streaming, right? It was so good that James
2: Gunn said this is part of my universe.
1: Yeah, it it and it was like so that movie went straight to streaming. No, that, it was in the
2: theater. I saw it. in was the, the theater? theater? Okay,
1: okay. I didn't even. And that's how much. And that's what I'm saying. Like I wasn't expecting anything. From DC at all. Like I'm not even like I, I'm not buying tickets to DC movies. All I right? I'm just, Blue uh,
2: was hold good. on, hold on,
1: hold
0: on. You wouldn't buy money to but you're gonna buy a ticket to go see Madam Web. <laughs> yeah,
1: I am. I am. I, <laughs> I am because point, you know what? Because you know what? Yo, Shaz- Shazam Fear of the Gods hurt me. No, that wasn't basically. Brandon, did you watch that movie? Of course not. No,
0: I, I knew it wasn't gonna be good. You know me. I will watch a movie and finish it. Yeah. I got 15 minutes into that movie, cut it the fuck
1: off. I was like, I'm not All watching. All right. All right. All right. I'm gonna we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get because I have that on my uh, whatever, right? Like, I'm sorry. But I'll say this. When when Marvel movies are bad. Right, like Morbius was so bad that it created like a whole meme industry of like people went to go see Morbius because it was like it. It's one of those like movies that you. I want to watch a bad movie today. Hmm. Let me go watch Morbius. Nobody's saying that about anything that DC has put out. Like they don't even they don't even have that redeeming quality. It's a
2: cinephobe movie. So it's yeah. a podcast. Not to promote other podcasts, but it's a podcast that I really like. It's called Cenophobe. Cinephobe. Uh, with for me now has he used to be on espn but he left and this is a side project and him and a couple other people what they do is they review movies that have 30 percent or less on rotten tomatoes that's the whole podcast they've been doing it for years so it's any movie that has 30 percent or less on rotten tomatoes and then they try to tell you if it's if it's bad but fun or just really terrible movie. Like, it's got, like, yeah. that type of thing, right? Which is a great concept, by the way, for a podcast. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. And so Mobius belongs on that show, not our yeah. show. Yeah. We don't review Mobius. They no. do. <laughs> but Mobius is, like, I can laugh. I'll laugh and be like, oh, that's so ridiculous. Huh? He just hadoukened a bunch of bats, right? But I can't do that with anything that DC came out with. So that's that's the difference there.
0: I love me uh, some Lucy Liu. I love me
1: some Lucy Liu, man. And he, I love yeah. Lucy- i'm trying to get helen it- Mer- helen Marin what did- helen Marin. sorry i think we're skipping okay let me just let me just finish the blue beetle stuff right? blue beetle was fun it was entertaining like it it made me excited even though james Gunn didn't wasn't involved with that movie but if that's something that he saw i was like i'm adding this to my universe it makes me go like all right whatever whenever he comes out with his movies I will buy a ticket and I'll see it the first week. And that's what Blue Beetle did. Blue Beetle somehow revived my interest in the future of DC movies. I'm not going to say DCEU because the DCEU is freaking dead.
0: (sighs) That was by far the most roundabout way to go about that. Uh, Javi, best best comic book show, excuse me.
1: Oh come! On. I mean, this is this. I mean, I, I hope this one runs a gamut, bro. But Gen V, yeah, uh, that's
0: right too. It did.
1: Yeah.
0: everybody yeah, I had Gen V too. I I don't know why I thought you picked um, my
2: adventures with Superman. No, that's up there. Yeah, it's that's great. Gen-V.
1: it's great. Invincible is great. You know, my adventures with Superman are great, but Gen V is just
0: honestly, I'm a, and this may be a little bold in me. I thought um, Gen V was the best comic book project of the year. The only the only story better than Gen B was probably Spider-Man on PlayStation.
1: Oh wow. Like yeah. I
0: like I have no I have no nothing negative to say about it, especially considering the way they're gonna they connected things to the boys. Uh yeah. Perfection. It's all I got.
1: I it's nothing nothing bad I could say. Like I I I I wanna pull out some negative out of it, but it was just it like it was flawless. It was flawless. Like the, the them playing, like it's the boys plays with tropes, right? It plays with it plays with what we expect and kind of turns it on its head. Like it's a it's a movie about like you know college kids and popularity. What
2: New Mutants should have been,
0: yep. we've said that on the show a bunch. What yeah. <laughs> it yeah. should okay. have
1: yeah. been, yeah, a little less, a little less, you know, yeah, a little, penis, less little, little little penis yeah. blow y but you know, yeah, it's a little less, beat-up. Just blow up you, and I
0: got a thing for Emma, so you
1: know,
0: yeah. Uh, worst comic book movie, Shazam 2
1: for me, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Shazam. We tried, talk- and the thing was so bad that it, 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 we talked about it already.
2: <laughs> I did my best last year that movies that I knew were going to be terrible, I was not going to go see. In the past, I went and saw everything, and I used to have to review movies for real so i just had to go see everything i don't have to do that anymore I'm not a critic anymore so my I question not going, going my to question for you
1: my question for you what made you Shazam Shazam the first Shazam was actually a bright spot yeah it was one of my bright
2: dc movies
1: and i don't i like what what made you think Shazam 2 would have been bad like it had like oh, great easy. actors. i watched
2: that trailer and uh. i said this <laughs> looks terrible i said this looks terrible and then I saw, and then everything around DC at the time was terrible. And then I said, "There's no way this movie's good. There's a zero percent chance this movie's good." And so I did not go see it. And then same thing with Aquaman too. I said, "This is zero percent chance it's a good movie. There's not a chance in hell this is a good movie. I'm not going to see it." And then I look at look up the reviews, and even people that like DC movies were like, "This was a bad movie." And if you get DC Zack Snyder snobs to say this is a bad movie, it's really bad movie. It's a really bad movie. But I did, despite, despite knowing it was not going to be good, I did actually see with my own two eyes the Flash movie, and that was not a good movie. Now it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, but it's the worst movie that I saw last year. Oh, that's my
1: two eyes. Yeah. Yeah, the and the flash was a lot of like self like it, it was a lot of w- w- baseball when you when you make an error like it, it what's that term oh um brandy
2: error an error yeah no nah, but error. it's like
1: like a self like you do it yourself or whatever yeah it's called an error
2: yeah whatever yes whatever yeah, you're that. Right.
1: yeah. <laughs> you think like were you thinking, like basketball with a turnover nah i'm thinking about baseball but yeah, yeah. baseball is an error Unforced error
2: it's,
1: it's that's what i was thinking error. oh so like it, Like, like they didn't have to. Like, it, it, they, it. Just you could see the decisions that they made, and see how, how, how it took away from the quality of that movie. Like, like just this, this, the, the the fact that they were like, all right, let's just throw every Superman in history in the scene because it's gonna look cool, (laughs) right? Like, it, and, and it was just, just so, just forced and horrible. Like, what, what was the point of this movie? Even like, the flat. Yeah, but Brandon, you know what that movie was? I just thought about it. That movie
0: was Russell Westbrook on the Lakers on a fast break, on a a two on three, uh, three on one fast break, and he just lays it up and misses
2: it anyway. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, because they ruined something that should be good, just like the Lakers did. Because Russell Westbrook on the Clippers is balling, but Russell Westbrook on the Lakers. Was garbage.
1: They literally could have took... They could have took the Flashpoint animated series and just make that into a movie. Yeah. like And it would have I mean, been...
2: They, they had a very successful TV show that was good for most of the seasons instead of, uh, up until the last one or two. Mm-hmm. But for the majority of the run, it was very good. And they learned zero. From
1: Nothing. The CW Flash on the CW, which is famous for low budgets, outpaced what should have been the best Flash movie ever in existence. You know Flashpoint and live action.
0: You know what else kind of bothers me about that Flash movie? And I like the Flash. I'm gonna I'll say it. I like the Flash movie. I let me rephrase. Wait, like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> I like Sasha Kyan. I like Okay, yeah. I, I like, thought Supergirl was good. I like Michael Keaton. I enjoyed moments where Barry realized he's an, an annoying, insufferable prick and had to grow some. Um, was that a good movie? It was not a good movie. It was absolutely not a good movie. But I did enjoy it. I did enjoy that movie. So I'm going to say that. I did enjoy it. It might
1: be. I'll give you that. It might be one of those movies that you watch when you want to watch a bad movie. Maybe. Yeah. I'll give you that.
0: Um. So, yeah. So we got The Flash. We got... Shazam 2. Dumbest moment of the year. I'm going to go last. Uh, Javi, you go first.
1: It's another DCEU shit to bed moment. Them even releasing Aquaman 2. Thank you. (laughs) Yo, they they canceled so many movies that could have been good. But they released Aquaman 2. Yo. No Batwoman.
2: (laughs) Batgirl. Batgirl.
1: Batgirl, sorry, no Batgirl.
0: Oh my
1: god! But no, we got
0: it is. and then like I like see online and it's like, oh my god, such and such came back for Aquaman too. I'm like, I don't want to see Ocean Master and Aquaman team up. And and
1: why are we getting Black Manta twice? Like, why is he the villain? Why is he Why is he the villain twice? Like, like, like they couldn't. It's Aquaman. So does he lack so many villains that we need? Like Black Manta is it's, like his
2: it's Ocean Master and Black Manta. That's all anybody knows. Bro,
1: <laughs> or somebody else, yo, throw the penguin in there. Who care, bro? Like... <laughs> oh, it is any,
2: throw movie any, throw any
1: water based villain, yo. And, and on
2: top of that, Javi, Jason Momoa is going to be in the new universe as Lobo,
1: which is exactly. great. Which He's is not the problem. Casting, which is a great casting, yeah.
2: Why are you even reminding people he was Aquaman? Just let him go Wait, away. Leave it, leave it go. Let, let yeah. Let yeah. him go away. Yeah. And then he'll sh- he'll show up as Lobo in twenty twenty six or twenty twenty seven, and you'd be like, oh shit, this is fucking perfect. Yeah. My Which only if anyone had a brain, he should have been he, he should have been Lobo from the beginning.
1: Yeah, but they, but why would they put a cool character in the DCEU? Like, why would they do something good?
0: Let me just say this: uh, Jason Momoa was
1: flawless and fast hand. He I mean, he's good. a great. He's great. Like he's great. He's good. He's not. He's not the. Pro, he's not the problem with Aquaman. Like you guys have I, said
0: over and over again, casting has never been the problem with the DCU. No,
1: I not no, a, at all.
0: Not casting.
1: No, not at all.
2: It's just I don't know. Just
1: it's it's the studio. Like they're just really bad at making movies, apparently, which is crazy.
2: They made Blue Beetle, so
1: yeah. Like I don't know. I, they they might have took some 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 really good drugs. When, or something. I don't know. Something well, Blue was...
2: Beetle was supposed to be a straight to HBO Max movie. Yeah. And apparently, James Gunn yeah. saw the movie and yeah. said, No, this is really good. We're going to invest a few more million dollars in the, at special effects to make it movie theater quality. And we're going to release this out in the theaters. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hold on, how how, how did Blue Beetle have better um,
1: CGI than the floor? And that's a crazy part about it. It did not have that's the. Bu- I, g- I guarantee you it didn't have anywhere near the budget. And we're well, seeing it like was
2: over two hundred million dollars.
1: Yeah, and we're seeing like early two thousand Super Bowl commercial level CGI. Oh
2: god! Like,
1: it,
0: you know what? It, it kind of crazy. Look like the NFL. Like you know, like when the NFL's on Fox and they do the like the little fake like robot football players. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, what
0: that? they did it
2: like. I, that. I, I, I saw someone on T on Twitter the other day put. Man, mm. I wish Marvel movies could go back to scenes like this when the movies were actually good. And it was a scene of like Quicksilver and Oh yeah, I remember Apocalypse, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, X Men Apocalypse, one of the worst superhero movies ever made. Thank one of you. the worst superhero movies ever made. And oh, I, I know I'm I know I'm in the minority here, but
0: X Men Apocalypse was worse than Dark Souls.
1: I mean, I can't. They're, they're like they're like having more than one kid. Like, how do you decide which one's the worst? <laughs>
0: Uh, easy. <laughs> easy. Easy. you don't have kids and not uh, we got, I, we got to move. I gotta, I just realized what time it is, but I still got to work tonight.
2: Um, Brandon, yeah. um, what's yours? Uh, I Wait. didn't have one, but Javi's right. That's that's it, that's it by far. Mm-hmm. So,
0: all right. So the topic, just in case y'all forgot, was dumbest moment of the year. Yes. I'm going anger towards
2: Zeb Wells. Oh, Lord, you going to defend this? Here's my thing. I get not liking
0: something. I truly do. There's a lot of comic books out there that I have purchased and was mad about and was just like, you know what? I'm just never going to buy it again. When you motherfuckers start sending death threats to people, these Brandon, it was so bad that like I commented on how much I liked it, tagged Zeb Wells in it. And for the next week and a half, people were in my mansion calling me a biblical, called me a biblical whore. Uh I was called uh a fanboy. I was taking money from Marvel. And it was just this whole big thing about how Zeb Wells, the worst writer ever, da-da-da-da. On the website I write for, I still post um, pictures from the Zeb Wells po- Spider-Man right? Because it's, it's good. It's had some it's had some bad points in, in there. But overall, it's been good. And as we talked about on a previous episode, it is still one of the top-selling comic books each month. Not just for Marvel. Not just for Marvel and DC. Period. Every month, it's top 25, top 10, top 5. Selling comic books. Every month. Every month. So here's the thing. There is no way in hell people are hate buying stuff that month. And if you are, you're fucking stupid. You're part of the problem. You don't like something, you don't do it. I didn't like Shazam. I cut it off 15 minutes in because it was fucking stupid. You know what I'm not gonna do again. I'm not gonna go watch the season finale of Dexter. When I, you know, matter of fact, you know, when <laughs> I watch Dexter, when I watch Dexter, you know what I do? I fast forward any part with Rita. Want to know why I do that? Because I don't like Rita, but I like Dexter, so I just stop doing things I don't like. You motherfuckers are dumb. You're selfish, and your word. I'm trying not to say on show, but you're a cunt, and so. Just, yo, relax. You are the dumbest people of the year, specifically because you're children. And as people have been telling, and the people have been saying for the last year, it's one of my favorite uh, quotes when it comes to this, go outside and touch grass. That's a good take.
2: Like, it's just... I, I, I thought you were going to tell me it's good. What, is that well Spider-Man? Yeah. Yes. It, it is good. You're the... F- you are the first person I've heard say that.
0: Go, go read, it. go read it. Just I, I, I tell everyone that like if you don't like it, you don't like it. I, like I can, I completely understand people who don't. But...
1: I, I went, to, I went to his list. I went to his list of books that he was written, and I honestly haven't really. I, I I don't know if you can say I'm lucky or not because I I I have not really read anything that he's written, but this reminds me of like the hate that Rob Liefeld gets. Well, Which is understandable, but at the same time, these people are doing well. Life,
2: the difference between that is, I haven't heard anything from Zeb Wells that makes me believe he's an asshole. Rob well, Life no. is an arrogant
1: public asshole. Yeah. I so mean, I don't he... know, I don't know, but that's the thing. I, I used to think that too. Like, I, I started following, I
2: saw live Lightfeld in person at a uh,
1: when I was covering a comic convention, he was an asshole. Cause he's probably tired of mother. It's tired of people saying he's garbage, right? Like I'm not saying he's. I'm not saying that's the reason, but I'm like, 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 look. Like, the the public has.
2: And he's in the comic gate stuff. Like he's supporting the comic gate stuff. Oh, dude, like, that's he's... different. That's different. I was, that's different. I was like, that's different. Though. Yeah, life feels like... an asshole. It's a little bit different. <laughs> but
1: but but uh, let's just talk about you know the criticisms that they get for their art, right? And I feel like these people are doing something they love. They're getting paid to do it. This dude, I'm looking at his his list of 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 works and it's vast, right? Um, you know, so either shut up and do what try to do what he does or you know,
0: leave yeah. the leave the leave the dude alone. And again, don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not over here saying that like all of his books are good. There was run one run that was absolutely fucking atrocious. And I was like, oh my God, this is bad. But I was but you know what I did? I said it was I just left it alone. I also think that people are mad that he's married that he's um, married to someone from Saturday Night Live that's actually not that bad looking. I think they just hate him because like it's he's just an easy target. Like, but it's the same thing with um, mm-hmm. Dan Slot. They were sending Dan Dan Slott fucking death threats because of um, Superior Spider Man. Um,
1: uh, Superior Spider Man, yep. People are just. Way- he's married to Heidi Gardner. Oh, that's dope.
0: Yeah, like people are just people just take this shit way too serious, man. Like it's exactly. That's, that's, that's my thing about it. We've been, we've, we go on the show, we go on the show every week and talk about things we don't like. Like, you know what I mean? And yes, I'm going to continuously shit on movies that I don't like. But you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to go find somebody, tag them, and then call them a piece of shit. Like, people really were on my dick for like a week. And I just kept sending them the Shayna Baszler kiss, like, you know, what you put your two hands up and he kisses to the crowd. And I kept, I was like, oh, thank you. And then I was sending that. And one dude got so mad, was like, you said that already. And I was like, yeah, and I'll send you another one. <laughs> so I sent him another one. Because at the end of the day, it's not that fucking serious.
1: So he wrote Thor Love and Thunder? Huh? So Zeb Wells wrote Thor Love and Thunder. I don't know if he I'm wrote saying I, it. I know he uh, was part of the uh, I know you're part of the writing team. So I uh, and I know a lot of people hated that movie. So I'm but I'm I, wondering and if
0: I don't know me and Hobby talked about this. I didn't hate Thor Love and Thunder. I thought it was like when I watch it again, yeah, I didn't think *Thor: Love and Thunder* was as bad as everyone made it out
1: I enjoyed it, it. and I don't—I I don't know much people that are more of a fan of like, um, uh, uh, uh of the stories that that sh- that movie is based on. And I—I I didn't see a problem with it. Like, I never really understood the hate. To be honest with you,
0: no one's as big as a uh, Thor that runs than you are. Uh, all right. All right. Got a couple more, and then we can oh, well, Three three more—that we
2: keep moving. Uh, Brandon, who's your hero of the year? Catwoman. Uh, that shocked me. That really, really shocked me. Catwoman's book has been very good. The Gotham War is fascinating to me because essentially what Catwoman did was she unionized henchmen. She basically said, y'all are out here doing crazy shit for the Joker and Riddler and they don't appreciate you and they might kill y'all and it's yeah, fucking up the city. So I'm gonna create this union. Y'all are gonna join the union. Y'all are gonna have demands, somebody representing y'all. I'm gonna set y'all up on jobs. The jobs are gonna be to nonviolently take shit from the ultra witch. Instead of instead of walking down the street and and sticking up people on Crime Alley or robbing bodegas and taking food from needy people. I'm gonna send y'all to the Gotham elite and you can take their 17th Rolex watch or their third diamond earring or their fucking uh 15th diamond necklace and you can take that shit and sell it and make money and it ain't going to hurt nobody. And Batman is like, this is bad. This is stupid. You can't do this. this is a problem. And then they created this interesting thing because the Bat family, some of them like particularly Batwoman Batgirl, Nightwing were like, Nightwing wasn't at first but then he kind of moved towards uh, towards the middle. Uh, we're kind of like uh, Tim uh, does Selena have a point? Like this just seems yeah. to be helping They're Like crime is down big time in the city this seems to be helping things and so I thought Catwoman idea was fantastic I thought that was a great contrast again I love contrast to Batman because Batman is a hero but he is highly flawed, a highly flawed hero, uh, and I and I like when people point out his flaws. So I thought that was great. Um, I also want to say that I love what the
0: what Chip Zdarsky has been doing with Batman. He's been tearing him the fuck down. Like just when you think it can't get worse for him, it does. And I love the, um, what. They did with Catwoman as well. That was a damn good pick for, um, here the, uh, Branders. Uh, Javi, what you got? Or oh, you want me to go next?
1: I want me go next.
0: Um, Storm. What more can we say? Uh, I think she's been the MVP of the X-Men. She's one of the few X-Men who haven't died. Never went through the resurrection protocol. Um... Like Brandon said earlier, like she basically held that, like, you know, held a planet together on her own when she was given the opportunity to stop a war. But use like a force that could have like, you know, cost them their soul. She didn't do it. Mm. it It in such a way that she reminded people that like this isn't how we win. This isn't how we do this. Um, And when you're such a badass that Thor is like, yo, I need your help like now. Like that said a lot, and, and then, she's a leader of
1: a whole planet, right? Uh,
0: I don't know if she's the leader of the planet because she's her whole thing has been no more um, no kings, no no kings or rulers, on Morocco, oh, uh, not Araco, mm-hmm. um, and then her dropping the gravity of Jupiter on Thor. I don't. I hate this phrase, but chefs kids good.
1: Well, not to be uh, just, just not to be. Well, I'm gonna be nitpick just the sciencey part right there, but it was the barometric pressure of 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 Jupiter,
0: okay? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, um, don't you be science-y? like it's cool,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, she's been flexing, bro. She's been flexing for a while, too. Like, that's a solid pick. Like, at- I, I, I don't know if anybody has beaten more Omega level mutants than she has <laughs> in the past year.
0: It's you know what's funny, she was probably neck and neck with Magneto until he
1: died. Yeah, yeah. Her and Magneto were like just flexing like crazy on Arako, which uh, I missed that team up. Um, all right, want me to go now? Oh man, yeah. all right. Um, so my hero of the year is just like um Brandon, someone that who isn't traditionally a hero, but I think especially in the past year. Really um, did their thing, and I'm gonna go with Loki. Ooh, good. yeah. Um, and primarily Loki, um, in the, his show. Um, also, you did remind me, oh man, that this story most of the story um happened in 2022, but it did end in 2023. So I'll I'll just add this component to his um, his whole heroism thing, um, him being the Prime Avenger.
0: Holy shit, he probably did save the multiverse, didn't he? Yeah,
1: he saved the multiverse in two, 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 he saved two multiverses. So I don't know if anybody else can kind of like claim that, that two multiverses in one year, which is amazing. And it's Loki, just crazy.
0: The neighbor's episode is going to be Loki saved two multiverses.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I got nothing, man. That was, that was, yeah. Uh, hobby villain of the year,
1: Nimrod, bro. I know I said that really quick, but I mean, he he's probably he's not, you know, some he's not like a household name villain and like that unless you, you know, read uh, watch like the early um, X-Men cartoons. I think he showed up a couple of times with Bishop and Cable. Um, but this dude has been killing heroes like it's nothing easy. Like this dude took out a whole X-Men team, including Juggernaut. And a few minutes. Yep. Um. I don't know what he, what kind of steroids they've been giving this dude, but Nimrod's on a whole nother level, and I feel like he's one of the biggest threats to mutants and to humanity. Um, in the Marvel universe, in the Mar- in actually on Earth. Um, at this at this point, and can't wait to see how they eventually beat him.
0: Yeah, like it's it, it was so damn good, man. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon, who you got? or you want me to go next? Uh, we got the same one, Orcus. No, I I, I picked somebody new. I picked um someone different. Oh, I saw you picked Orcus, so I, I switched mine up.
2: Uh, I mean, they took over the Marvel universe, and their downfall is going to be wonderful.
0: Mm-hmm. I went with Tank McCoy.
1: Yeah, solid. <laughs>
0: He's just—he's the worst. Like everything he did to Wolverine, everything he did to X Force, everything he did to, like just random like mutants, and then finding out that there's like alternate realities where he like just it basically just like this invisible tyrant. I was like, yeah, you're you're the worst. Going to Hank, Hank McCoy just seen. and it was funny. I thought you were gonna go with Hank McCoy initially, though, because I know your your disdain for him runs deep. So. Uh, Also, breaking news, uh, Jason Aaron isn't just going to be writing in apparently he's going to be writing uh, four different comic books. Uh, One will be Raphael, first one will be Raphael in July, number two will be Michelangelo in August, Leonardo in September, and Donatello in October. It looks like um, the all-new ongoing series begins in July, so it looks like they're going to start it off with four different issues, which I think is cool. The artwork looks fantastic. Uh, I can't wait for that. Hmm. Um, the, the, the best moment of the year, hobby.
1: So the best. There's a lot of great moments of the year. Um, but I'm gonna go with the Avengers Forever final battle. Um, um it was a, a team that built up a battle that built up all of 2022. Um, the most powerful Avengers. Like this is the most, it, without a doubt, the most powerful Avengers army i won't even call them a team army that we ever seen fighting probably one of the craziest evil forces we've ever seen like a, essentially an army of dooms right um and the 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 consequences of this battle were amazing like the 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 fate of the entire marvel multiverse was at stake i mean this is like this was on the level of like uh, uh the infinity Gauntlet as far as stakes goes and it it all the buildup that we had for over a year, it really it really lived up to the hype. Um, we saw some crazy set pieces, we saw some crazy moments, um, and bro, like like a freaking army, a a a army of Captain Americas, which one of them is a dog who put in work.
0: One of my like, favorite um, variants, I should say. Was the Captain Marvel who escaped um, imprisonment? That the made- Captain
1: Marvel who, who who jumps. Yeah. Um. Amazing. Yeah. Uh,
0: I love that she just like just watching her overcome. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Captain America's story when they overcame was cool, and of course, my dog, the God of Fists.
1: Yeah, and then don't forget the Star Panther, right? Yeah start like you had some of these characters like again these are these are immense immensely powerful characters and we got a chance throughout that series to kind of see how they became who they became which they didn't have to do but it was awesome um and then you know robbie ray is being a like 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 really taking that mantle of the most powerful ghost rider and it making sense um and then mephisto being the actual villain mephisto versus loki which is crazy, right? which um, just an awesome scene. Uh, I, I can't wait to see more of more things like that happen throughout the years.
2: Uh, Brandon, who you got? Um, it was when the Transformers showed up in Void Rivals. I was completely blown away yeah. uh, by that. I did not expect it. I did not know what I was reading. I did not know the Transformers were involved here. I did not know they were coming back as a comic book series. I did not know any of that stuff was happening. And then I saw it, and I was like, hold on, that's a Transformer. What is going on here? I did not know there was an G- Energon universe, and that just blew me away. I don't, I haven't been surprised a lot in comics recently, but that was a fantastic surprise. Um, No one should be shocked. I, I actually
0: changed it a few times uh, when I finally figured out what my moment is. Kitty Pride killed everybody.
2: Yo, that makes I'm not surprised.
0: Yo, she just went and she and you know what my favorite part about that was is even after everything that happened, she gave them a chance. She she tried to warn them. But I love that we got to see Kitty Pride do some things that like uh, I told I wrote an article of like like she proved that she can be like hand to hand fighting with her power she could be the most dangerous mutant out there she could beat Wolverine easily like you know what I mean like she's proven that like that's how dangerous she is. and I and I love I love every minute of it. she's just ah, motherfucker man. I that was my moment I and
2: knew I, you were gonna go with Kitty Pride. I'm just glad I don't have to just glad no book has Jamie Madrox in it where I got to hear you talk about him. Like
1: you yellow lucky. Where is he? <laughs> huh? Where is he? Oh, he's dead. <laughs> Fucking nose. <laughs> Nim- Nimrod, killed dead? Them. Nimrod killed him. Nimrod killed him off panel. Uh-uh.
2: Nimrod
1: killed him off Where's
2: panel. No, I, I, he was in a book in the beginning of this stuff. X-Corp. But they, they canceled X-Corp, that. X-Corp, yeah.
0: Corp was good, and they, they canceled. People just weren't
1: buying it. X-Corp was probably... Honestly, X-Corp was... That, that was what I was most excited about. X-Corp had such great potential, and I'm so angry people didn't read it because I felt like that would have been a great book.
0: It was. I thought it was super dope. It was one of my favorites, and it, like, and it had it had everybody I loved. It had Monet St. Croix, it had Jamie
2: Madrix. Oh, yeah. He was killed. Yeah, he was killed. I'm looking it up now, where he's been. But, but was he really, though? They said him and his duplicates were killed. Yeah, okay. Oh, damn. Yeah, right. This After acting as a human shield for his, t- his teammates. He was killed by sentinels.
1: Okay,
0: well, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, but there's probably one of them. There's that you never actually kill magic, like you know what I mean. Like he always comes back. <sighs> all right. This has been the old man Wade show. I should have I should have known better than to think this was only going to be an hour long episode. I don't know what I was thinking. I got to go to bed. Uh, you can find, you know, y'all can find us on Twitter. Go find the old old episodes. They can tell you where to find them. I'm, I'm tired. I'm out of energy.
1: Yeah, this is a lot. I got so much to do today, bro. I got I got to film a whole scene tonight, I, but I, it was worth it.
0: Uh, I I was like I said, to Valkyrie. I was like, all right. When I'm done with this, if I have enough time, we can watch um the second episode of True Detective. Yeah, that's gonna have to wait until tomorrow.
2: It was excellent. So tomorrow you'll be good.
0: So it'll be fun. So funny story for you. Um, my wife goes. Uh, I bet you like that uh that that woman on there. And I go, why? <laughs> why? Because she's light skinned? And she goes, no, because she looks like she can kick your ass. And I go, Yeah, I do have a type, don't I? <laughs> and isn't
2: your wife Kay Verdian? Yes, she's K She's Kay Verdian. On the, uh, on Kay the show. She's Kerdian
0: with um indigenous um with um indigenous blood.
2: Yeah.
0: I just found out she was a former boxer too, so former champion on top of that. So all right, everybody. Uh thank you for listening uh to the ball black nerd podcast. And as always, be excellent to each other. Please. Ball, black. Ball, black. Ball, black. Ball, black. Nerd. Nerd. Ball, black. Ball, black. Ball, black. Damn it, Wade.